Good evening, Commandos. Good evening, Commandos. You're listening to the quietest podcast in all of perfection. That now, is Call of the Crow. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. So, do you know where that intro's from? I don't, actually. It's, it's not. It's not coming to me. Oh, come on, man. Perfection, you know, there's a, a movie series about it. Like, the third or fourth one was called Back to Perfection. It, no. Tremors. Okay, okay. Going old, man. Going old school. Going you Tremors. Definitely did. I think I've only ever seen the first Tremors. I don't oh, know if I've yeah, seen the set whole in perfection. series. It is. <laughs> I, I believe. I believe you. I understand that. I just. It's been a long time. Man, I was a. I was a big Tremors guy. Yeah. Really like Tremors one. Like Tremors two. I like them all. I'm gonna be honest. They get kind of shitty down the way, but I really enjoy Tremors. Man, they were fun. The um, God, there was gonna be a TV series a couple years ago, I guess. There was a trailer that got shared. Um, it looked really, really freaking cool. But uh, I guess Sci-Fi never decided to pick it up, unfortunately. They wanted more. I don't know what Sci-Fi is doing. They're cutting Expanse and everything else. So they were like, ah, we don't need this awesome Sci-Fi show. Right. On a channel called Sci-Fi. Yeah. They started getting into a lot more of the reality shows at that point. Well, I'll tell you what really bugged me about Sci-Fi. I loved Sci-Fi when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they were they just they would pick up. Oh, just the I mean, weirdest things. They did too, because I remember watching sci-fi, and you know me, I love my I love my terrible movies. I, every Saturday night, you'd have some terrible B B sci-fi. Oh yeah, it's like every week it would be like a new sci-fi original. And you're like, like they, they churned it out that week too. It felt like yeah, it was like these are the actors we found on the side of the road this week. Oh, Join man. us for like I can't remember if it was every week they would do a new sci-fi, but I remember at least, at least once a month. month. Yeah, because I I do remember I would get the gang together. We'd get like pizzas and crap, and we would just be like ready to go for the sci-fi movie. Yeah. I remember, oh my god, it was like John Car. It was something John Carpenter. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, I don't remember what it's. I don't remember what it's called. Um, but John Car, like all these kids fall asleep, and then like 10, 15 years later, like all the kids wake up and they're like zombies, and it's like this hive mind. And I was like, for some reason, just jacked for this movie. I got Eric and Paul and V, and we were like, all right, guys, you're coming over to my house Saturday night. We're getting pizza, and we are watching the hell out of this. I really wish we could have known each other back in like fifth and sixth grade. Oh yeah, you would have. You would have appreciated we, it. Yeah. Oh, this was uh, this would have been my senior year of high school. I remember that. Oh yeah. And like I said, I don't remember what it was, but it's like I for some reason I was super excited because I was I was really into zombies and crap like that at that. Dude, and I was like, this I looks remember, great. I remember they did it was like Mega Gator versus Mega Shark or something like that. It was like right after uh, Tornado Shark came out. Sharknado, man. Sharknado. You can't yes. call it Tornado Shark, man. You're gonna lose all geek cred, all crappy movie cred. <laughs> Which maybe that's a good thing for you. Like, what was that bad movie called? Tornado <laughs> Shark? Sharknado. <laughs> so it was like right around the time Sharknado came out, and they were putting out like all these terrible giant creature films and you were like you could tell they were just obviously going off of, off of sharknado a little bit and trying to get the, the money from that oh but yeah they, they they put in they had you might remember this they had stan lee's like next big superhero or something like that I, you, it, it are you a, talking the uh the, the TV reality show? Show. yeah man i remember that i don't remember what it was called um, i don't either but it was it was basically the next big superhero the winner of that made an appearance in this this giant gator versus monster shark. God, that would have been uh, that would have been before the Sharknados and everything. Then. Would it? Yeah. So okay, the only reason I know that is because I watched those in high school. Yeah. And I know that Sharknado came out in like 2011 or 12. Okay. No, uh, you know it's like I'm a Sharknado aficionado. <laughs> no, but I, I just remember that movie came out like it was after I was in college because if I was in college, I would have probably rounded up the guys and I got freaking hammered to watch this sure. one. Sure. 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 So I uh, and I remember a couple years later, like it was like it would have been easily 
six, seven years since that aired. Uh, one of the guys who won, I think, the second season, uh, Defender, uh, he was actually Stanley's MC for Wizard World uh, 2013. Wow. Yeah, I think it was 2013 uh, because I got a picture with him. I was super excited. He's a he's a cop. He's a really yeah. nice guy. He was actually a really nice guy. The fun the funny thing was though, this guy, the this, this superhero makes an appearance in this show, and he's got these electrical abilities that he got from the video games. You're yeah, you're talking like Livewire or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was something. That was the uh, that was the first season winner. It was because like so I said, he, were... ma he makes an appearance in this show or in this movie where he could literally be the hero of the movie for ten seconds to say. Hi, kids, how you doing? Signs an autograph and zips away as the monsters are coming into the screen. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember what you're talking about. Yeah, that would have been, uh, I want to say that's like 2007 or something like that. 2006, 2007. It, so it sounds like when I would have been in high school. So God, yeah. I, uh, you know, I wanted to be on that show so bad at that I point. Like, I watched it every week. I remember, I, again, I'd get my friends together. And this is like, I mean, reality TV was super big then. I know it's still big now because you, you have crap like, you know, Survivor's still on, Big Brother, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's not as big, though. All of that stuff's on. But I remember how jacked we got for that show. Uh -huh. And I remember, again, uh, you know, getting together with my friends every week. We're like, all right, guys, we have a date with the TV Wednesdays at 7 or yep. whatever time it was. It was it was Wednesdays. I know in that In fact, much. I believe it was in college because I think I went to college my freshman year and I think the second season was on. And I believe I was like all alone in my dorm, like, hey, man, anyone want to come watch this? And like nobody was like, yeah, man, I want to watch this shitty reality TV with you. Oh, it was terrible. And the the second season they had, they had the guy that was like Gladiator or something like that and ended up being the villain of the show. Oh, yeah, the uh, the big dude. The big dude that his... He had, like, the gun and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, he was, like, the super, super big yeah, it was like a, It was a big buff dude. The first season had the gladiator dude, and he failed. So for some reason, I remember the show really well. Right, it was a, it was a terrible and show. It was a terribly great show. I was all show. about it. Well, the thing that was even better was Stan Lee would be there. Yeah. He, he was there, and he would, like... He was, like... I mean, it was equivalent to, like, Apprentice. It was, like, yeah. Donald Trump. You know, it's like, he'd, like, here's your challenge for the week, kids. Yeah. And, and he then, would, he not would, to compare Stanley with Donald Trump. Not know. to put them in the same sentence, unfortunately. Sorry about that, Commandos. But um, he, he would show up on screen, go, here's your challenge this week. You have to do this. You have to design this. You have to do this. And it was, it was just Yeah, and then great. at the end of the episode, he would kick out whoever lost. And he, he would talk and... to him and be like... It was so wonderful to have you here, but you need to get this in order to be a superhero. Well, let me tell you what I uh, what I loved about that. And this is uh, so. God, what was it? Spike was Spike TV the uh, you know the man's channel. Uh huh. The reason I bring this up is because Spike TV when they launched, they had a show on there. It was like Pamela Anderson Stripperella or something like that. She was a superheroine who Stan Lee apparently had something to do with because in the behind Stan, like there was a big portrait of her superheroine character. Mm -hmm. And I like I remember, you know, because I remember the first season it was I don't remember what his name was. It was like Captain Wiener or Captain Winner or something. Like, he's like, be a winner, not a wiener. Yeah. Like he was like a superhero and he would always he was an ex stripper and he would like always take his I costume if this off is, in I weird I think ways. it was the second season, but yeah. No, <laughs> it was the first it, season because yeah, it was it up with Livewire and them. But that, it was it, uh, him. Like I said, Livewire and yeah, uh, Captain like Victory. His name is Captain, Captain Victory. Victory. Yeah. It was Captain Victory, Big Mama, and like Livewire were the end or something. Yeah. I can't remember if the guy's name was Livewire. But like I remember those two. Again, I remember the show really freaking well for some reason. Because <laughs> it was fantastic. Because it was always terrible. like, you know, well, you always take your costume off. And a good superhero shouldn't be taking their costume pieces off and all this shit. And, and then like, there behind Stan Lee is Stripperella yep. in all her glory, in all her animated glory. <laughs> and it's like, Stan, I love you, man. And you know, turn and, uh, 
turn around. Oh, I feel like you're being a little hypocritical at the moment. Yeah. Maybe it's okay. The best, the best one of that was when he actually got kicked off the show. It was because he had a buddy come in and tell a story about how he would just wa walk around in his thong. He's like, no, those were my 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 sandals. We call them thongs. They're they're. It's like, no, dude, just just stop, man. Well, I remember at the beginning of the episode, like he took his cape off and laid it on a puddle or something. And yeah, man, that was a that was a goofy ass show. It was two seasons, man. I wish it got more. Hey, man, like, I mean, keeping up with Kardashians has how many seasons? Like, yeah. you can't give us multiple at seasons least, of this. At least 12. Survivor's on season much. 40. This is season 40 of Survivor. That's it's, too much. Yeah, because each uh, each year you get two seasons of Survivor, and it aired in 2000 and 2000. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so there's a fun little fact for you. That's insane. Yeah, so it's like winners at war this season. And I'm like, okay, I've never been a Survivor guy. Me. But uh, I was into that. Uh, that and Sci-Fi had two other reality shows I really loved. They had Hot Set, which only got one season. Yep. Which I was really into because that was during my scene design days, actually. It was right around the time I was going to grad school for scene design. I do remember that one. So I watched the hell out of Hot Set. And they also have uh, Face Off, Face which Off has been was on. Fantastic! Is it still on? Uh, yeah, it comes on periodically. I want to say that it still has. I think it's, it's only still like going. once a year. I know that. Yeah, it's usually in the summer. I want to say. Um, I haven't watched it in a couple years. Uh, I had it set the record, and then when we moved, they did have, they I did changed have, my DVR, and I never searched for it. Right. They did have another one that was uh, like, um, the future versus the past, and it was like the. The cavemen versus the futuristic, and if you won that week's challenge, you got to be in the future. If you lost, you had to go survive as a caveman for a week or something like I that. I, I vaguely remember. What was, the, I watched like three episodes of that, and I was like, I remember right, the show you're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> no, that one sucked. I, I do remember that. I, I only they did have Jim Henson's Monster Workshop, which was did. fucking awesome. Oh, that was amazing. I did. I do remember that one. That, that was, was a, that was a good one. That was a great one. And they had the uh, cosplay contest, which was really cool. That one was cool too. I didn't like that. I had a lot of. Uh, they actually had a lot of reality TV. I apparently have watched. Yeah. Because like I said, I do remember the future one. That one was stupid. I didn't watch that. That was like the end of their their good reality TV run. I think. Yeah. I'll tell you what else I enjoyed. It wasn't really reality TV. It was uh, God, I think it was on Spike again. It was Deadliest Warrior. Oh, I like, love Deadliest Warrior. And like I didn't dig the last season as much, but like when it would be like, all right, this week we're gonna put the IRA versus uh the Taliban yeah. or something like that. You know, you didn't know who was gonna go. Like it was like SWAT versus GS9. And they, would, they would run a thousand simulations or something like that. And I remember they did Ninja versus Pirate, and ninjas brought the did smoke. They do ninja? Eggs. I thought they did. Did they do Ninja Pirate? I thought it was Spartan Pirate. They did well. They might have done Spartan Pirate. They did Pirate Night, actually, because I remember the pirate blowing the night off with the uh, the bluster bus. Uh-huh. God, another show that I barely recall. <laughs> they they but they at one point Ninja they, Spartan. Ninja Spartan had to fight because then Spartan Samurai fought. Yep. So because they took the winners and they tried to figure out who would fit where, and Spartan and Samurai won. Uh but Spartan, they, yeah, they Spartan did, and Samurai got they to fight. They did the end. do like a special episode where it was ninja versus pirate, because everyone's always ninja pirate. That's you know the big debate. And of course, commandos were pirates over here, but yeah. they they brought in which they didn't bring in on the original episode. They brought in the smoke eggs, and it was like I've never seen this before, where they didn't even get at least one kill on all of our simulations. Well, they had the uh, they had the black what they call the black egg or whatever. Yeah. So I don't remember a smoke egg, but I remember the black egg they had against the Spartan because it was like crushed glass and shit. And I remember the end of it. It was like. The ninja can annoy the Spartan, but the Spartan will kill the ninja. Yeah. And that was like what that was what really shifted the battle. Cause like the Spartan was just like, he's better than the ninja, and the ninja just kind of sucked. Yeah. 
Oh man, I, yeah, I, I like that show too. That was a good. That one had a couple of video games too. Uh, yeah, it had a couple fighters. Uh, one of them was free because I think I got it for free once. Yeah. I mean, at least I'm trying to remember. I, think I did too. God, but, my old um, God, if I ever found one of my 360s, which I believe I still have, because I've always had this dream to set up a wall with all my old consoles. If I ever uh, turn my 360 on, I should have a. I, I can, yeah, I have a IRA versus somebody. I want to say it's Taliban. Taliban. I think it's Taliban. Yeah, I think it's a terrorist or it's I think because it's, it's terrorist versus terrorist. I yeah, think. I want to say it was IRA versus Taliban because then you also had the Green Berets versus the Navy SEALs at one point. No, it was Green Berets versus Spetsna. Because it was Green Berries versus the Russians. You're right. Sorry, That's I'll right. correct you every time, but I, I for some no, reason, I remember I remember these is much shows. Better. Yeah, your memory is much better than mine on this God, I Well, again, this was another one, like, legitimately. I remember in college, my friends and I would get together, and we would just get freaking lit watching. The, sure. And, like, there'd be screaming matches my dad, about. This was, this was one my dad and I loved to sit down and watch. Like, we would record. Like, we would record this and then go and watch it and be like, the, like, the next day or whatever and be like, that was incredible. Yeah, no, we would watch, we'd watch that and we'd watch, uh, I think it was Auction Hunters on Spike. Auction Hunters was cool. I don't remember. I don't remember if it was on Spike. I think it was. And we would watch those two shows and we, again, we, again, we'd get lit watching them because it was like my senior year of college. Yeah. So we're just like drinking heavily. Like, ah, I can't believe you wait, you spent 800 on that locker, you idiots. Or like, there's no way a pirate would beat a ninja. You piece of shit. Yeah. It was, it, but th those shows were terrible and incredible all at the same time. Yeah. Oh, I love those ones, man. Like I said, those are a little bit after, uh. Who wants, hey, who wants to be a superhero? Like that's what that, the show oh, yeah, is. That's who what it was. Yep. Who wants to be a superhero? My God, this is coming back to me, dude. Holy crap! I would. Uh, I didn't. You didn't realize I was opening that locker for you, did nah, you? Yeah, man. I, yeah, I didn't realize that fucking mind tunnel was coming over. But, uh, <laughs> so let's dive into Chuck's mind palace and go remember some episodes. Man, I I'm with you though. I wanted to be on that that show so bad. Oh, I would love that, man. Especially like my early, my late teens, early twenties. I remember like trying to come up with a costume idea. I bet God, if I found a notebook from that point, which I was a pack rat, so it's very possible like a notebook could exist from that. If I go through right. my college stuff, I very well could find like a sketch design for a, a oh, character. Oh, I know. It, I don't know if it still exists because. I wasn't quite a pack rat, and having moved a couple of times since then, I it's either at my parents or it's gone. But yeah, it's it's very very possible because I I had a character, I had a name, I had I just had to figure out how to create it. Yeah, I had a lot of notebooks that I kept from college just because it's like yeah, a lot of actual like notes I'm gonna use like how to rig this and how like things that I won't ever use now because you know I work in food instead of theater, but whatever. I, I figured out later because the the character would have been Elemental Knight, and it would have been a character that changes with the day what element he can use. So to limit him a little bit, so he's not too OP'd, but to you know, it would almost be like a core of knights, but it's one guy that just comes out as a different different vision every day. I don't remember what I came up with, but I figured out it would have been LED lights is what I would have needed. I think yeah. at one point I came up with a really stupid idea for like a combat chef. <laughs> like the entire idea would just be like, you know, he's going to souffle your ass or something <laughs> like that. All right. It was something really stupid, but he used a lot of like cooking puns. I can get behind that. And it was, it was really dumb. Like looking back, I'm like, Oh my God, that's so, but now I'm like, Oh, my hero academia has a, has a cooking hero chef rush or whatever. So I don't know. Maybe it would have worked. Maybe I could have figured Sugar it out. Sugar rush. Is it something like that? It's it that that's the the kid that bakes because he gets No, no, I'm not talking oh. about him. I'm talking about the cook, like the guy who actually cooks like lunch rush or whatever. The when they oh, go okay. to lunch in My Hero Academia, there's a chef. And they're like, "Oh, it's the cooking hero." And 
Okay. Whatever. Was, it's like yeah, you, I wasn't thinking you see about his name that, every yeah. once in a while. It's like, oh, he gets to cook us lunch every day. Holy shit! UA is amazing. <laughs> no, you're talking about. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Sh- so I think it's Sugar Rush. Rush or something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like Shoto or something like that. No, that's uh, that's Todoroki. Uh, but yeah, no, you're talking to the dude, the yellow suit, dude. Yeah. That oh, I don't have his name in my head right now. I've got all this other stupid and, shit, but yeah. I don't have that in my head right now. Oh my god! And sugar and yeah, he's a cool. He's a fun little character. So he so he learns how to bake, so he doesn't have to go and buy stuff. Yeah, him and Kirishima lost the uh, oh, spoilers on that. Sorry guys, but they lost the uh, what is it the uh, the midterm exam together. Yeah. Sorry, man. Oh, man, I was doing so. We were doing so good about spoilers, and there I am just shit in the bed. Luckily, that was like a year and a half ago, so I don't feel as bad. Sorry though. That's not too bad though. Well, we do have a lot of spoilers to talk about today, yeah. too, though. Well, I mean, we have got regular stuff to talk about. We're like 20 minutes in, and we're like, hey, man, you remember who wants to be a superhero? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about all these I, old crappy reality shows. Tell you what, though, this has been a more fun introduction that we've had because neither one of us knew this was going down this line. Yeah, I definitely did not think I was going to be talking about like all of these old, stupid superhero reality shows, things like that. No, I did. Uh, oh, man, good times. I really yeah. like those shows. Again, I this is one of the. This is. I mean, I, I always kind of wish this, but this is one of those few times I really wish you and I had gotten together. Like, sophomore year of high school for me, probably junior year of high school for you. Uh, what year did you graduate? Oh, nine. Oh, nine? All right. Your sophomore year would have been my senior year. Okay, so may, maybe freshman year. Yeah, you're year in my for, sister's class. Fre- freshman year for me, so, or junior year for you, because that would have been that would have been just enough, and I was hanging out with guys that age anyways. I mean, it could have happened, because junior year is when Paul went off to Timken. Mm-hmm. So that's when he was hanging out with James, and that's where he met his wife, Dee, because she was at Timken as well. Yeah, good times. Good times in high school. I would never go back. To, for the record, I would never go back to high school. Like, it was not good enough times to be like, man, you know what? I'd love to go back. Right. Like, I would relive the shit out of college. I had so much fun in college. Um, but I would I would not. I would only go back to high school because then I'd be like, well, I guess I could relive college then. And I can do the, uh, I, I can change life a little bit instead of working, like, food now. Maybe I could, like, I don't know, get that teaching degree or something. Like, the right. thing I kind of wish I was doing now. <laughs> so I would change that up a little bit. But I would uh, I would never like just oh you can only go back and relive those four years of high school be like no I'm good, no, I'm, good. I'm good thank you Thanks. no thank you I'm good I still talk to the people I like outside of high school so I'm good I'm good and those are the people you were talking to in kindergarten for the most part yeah it feels like <laughs> I mean like there's like I mean I've got those weird friends where I'm like oh like we're oddly supportive of each other on Facebook even though like we we knew each other in high school but we weren't that tight right and now on Facebook it's like yeah man you got this you go and you kick ass today at this thing. So I've got the just like oddly supportive friends now on Facebook, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I would not. I would not want to really relive high school though. Like at least for me, I don't know. I, I mean, you either. can take the chance. You can become my friend then. If if I if I knew the only way I would relive high school is if I knew I could meet you then at, at some point. But I don't. I don't think I would actually go and relive high school either. Yeah, I mean, then I would disappear for like five years though. So yeah, then I was in Marietta, and then I was in Illinois, and really six because then I was in Michigan, and then I came back. I returned. <laughs> the prodigal son has returned to Maslin. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! Oh my god, we have so much stuff to talk about. We, we really do. need to get to it. We, oh my let's god, let's get to it. Twenty minutes in. Let's. Oh, uh, let's it. see. Uh, do you want? Let's see. You can talk about your stuff. I can talk about a theory. I can talk about a really weird anime I'm watching or a cool anime I'm watching. Uh, let's go with, uh, let's start with your theory. All right. So I've been thinking, man, uh, we watched the trailer for Black Widow Mm -hmm. and long story short, I think that this is how they should do it. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, it's very clear. It's going to take place in the five, in the five years, but the couple years between Civil War and Infinity War. 
Okay. I think it's going to take place right after Infinity War. Uh, not Sorry, not after Infinity War. I'm wrong. Uh, right after Civil War. Right after Civil War. Yeah, a lot of wars. All the wars. A lot of wars in the Marvel Universe. So I think it's going to take place right after Civil War. Where, uh, because they talk about there's going to be an Iron Man scene, and it's going to be like, that seems to be like, you know, it's going to be a, just a cut scene from Civil War. Yeah. Like Robert Downey didn't film anything. It's just a cut scene from Civil War that if you searched there, you found, you could find online or some shit like that. So it's not, I'm not putting this in a spoiler so section almost, for that reason. It's stock footage almost. Yeah, almost at this point. Like I said, something they just didn't use. So they're going to try it. They're going to reshape it and use it for this. And so what I think is going to happen is I think, you know, she's like completing a mission or she's doing something, something that's important. Well, because it's going to have. So, so think of this. Who is Crossbones working for in Civil War? I don't uh, know. Hydra? We don't know. We don't know who the hell he's working for. True. So what I'm thinking is Hydra at this point, they've already kind of been opened up and like like destroyed. This is true. Because that would have been Winter Soldier. So what I'm thinking is I'm thinking that Crossbones is working for Taskmaster or Taskmaster is working for whoever hired Crossbones. Because they're, at one point there's been a couple scenes where it looks like Taskmaster's buying, like getting some viral shit or whatever in this trailer. Here's an interesting so, thought though. Well, let me finish, let me finish first. Okay, I'll, so, I'll give you this one. Yeah, let me, let me finish here. So... I, I think maybe Taskmaster's working for the same group that Crossbones is. So, like, this is just tied to, like, Russia and shit like that. So, I think we're going to see kind of that story thread kind of end here. And then at the very end of this movie, I, I think... Now, I, I don't think they're actually going to do this, but I think I would love it if they had Captain America and Falcon show up and be like, you know, Nat, we need you for our Secret Avengers group. Because then they could be like, oh, shit, you could tie... You could spin off into this crazy Secret Avengers world where if they ever want to, like, go back and thread that needle again, you can bring back Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, Anthony Mack... I mean, Anthony Mackie supposedly is in anyway. But you bring these characters in, you could have this, like, Secret Avengers movie, and you could have, like, Captain America 4 or something like that. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of where... I, so I think that this is going to tie into that. So I, I don't... I'm not 100%, but I do think the movie itself is going to tie into that Crossbones, like, kind of mission thing that was happening. Okay. Now, with that being said, Crossbones... Um, I think you could make an interesting, you could do it with Scarlet Witch in, in this universe. I think you could make a Thunderbolts movie at this point because Crossbones is right before, uh, right after Civil War, Crossbones is, you know, in, in Wakanda, I believe, where the, the bomb happens. Well, the bomb doesn't happen in Wakanda. It happens somewhere else. It does. It does, You're but it, right. it kills Wakandans. It kills Wakandans. That's what right. the deal is. That's okay. why uh, T'Chaka is at the United Nations, and he's like, oh, man, you know what? We got to change things up right. here. So, like I said earlier, folks, my memory is not the best. But I think you could tie this in. You could have Thaddeus Ross. You could have um, Crossbones, because Crossbones was in the Thunderbolts at one point. Uh, he was in with the, like, Luke Cage... Uh, prison run thunderbolts so you could maybe have something like that come up where you have have different characters from that era come in um juggernaut was one of those It'd be an interesting way to introduce some of the mutants um just just different diff different things like that and you i think you could do it with with crossbones crossbones would be an interesting way to, to well the problem is in. crossbones is dead and the guy who plays him isn't coming back yeah but he's he was offered a chance to come back for uh endgame and he's like nah i'm good man because they talked about not killing his character or doing something with his character so that it would uh, they could bring him back in future. He's like, nah, man, if you're not going to be like, I want to be the main thing, if not, I'm out. So the dude, is uh, he finished his crossbones run in Civil War. I mean, never say never. 
Because that's right. the thing. I mean, Natalie Portman's coming back for Thor 4, so... Right. Never say never, you know what I mean? But I um, I just... I don't think... I, I just don't think that we're going to see... If if Thunderbolts happens, it's not announced yet, I just don't think that we're going to no, see Crossbones. No, I know. I know. But uh, you know me. i am always got my hopes up for a Thunderbolts movie. I know, and I have to dash them to make you... <laughs> just, just to try to help you, you know, get over the loss that you won't ever get that Thunderbolts movie. I just don't think that's where Marvel's going. I just... I think Suicide Squad, like, if Suicide Squad 2 does well, maybe Marvel goes, all right, we'll show them how it's done. But, I mean, they can't even figure out how to do Harley Quinn, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. Actually, we're going to talk about two Harley Quinns in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, spoilers for the spoiler section. I'm going to talk about the Harley Quinn cartoon and the Harley Quinn movie. Right. Because I'm sorry, they call it Birds of Prey, but it's not a Birds of Prey movie. It's a freaking Harley Quinn movie. It's a Harley Quinn romp? Well, yeah, and we'll talk about that sure. in, my spoiler, in the spoiler section. Because I, uh, I have some spoilers for it. Uh, the uh, the non-spoiler review is, it looked really nice. I mean, like, watching it, I was like, wow, this is some cool color choices. What a beautiful palette choice. Man, this cinematography is pretty solid. But It looked real nice. Yeah, so That's we'll what I can say. We'll that until the spoilers, Commandos. So, for me, I've been, I've been getting back into, uh, into Warded Man. That, that, All right, dove back into the book. Yeah, I dove back into it. Last time, I think I was only three chapters in. <laughs> what uh, a nerd! He's reading. Yeah, God, right? what uh, a loser! I am now uh, maybe halfway through. Maybe not quite that far, but it has gotten incredible. You had you have the 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 kid Arlen is on the road. He's taken literally taking off the arm of a demon. Do we need to spoiler section this stuff? I don't think so. It's pretty old. I mean, I'm not going to read it, so I there, just, I don't know. There's five books out at this point. The only reason I say is if you're going to recommend it to people, I don't know. I, I recommend it to people, yes. It is fantastic. Hey, hey, no, I mean, hey, you make your choice, man. I don't care. I pick what's in my spoiler. You pick what's in your spoiler section. Just know, Commandos, that if you're going to read Warden, man, there could be some spoilers here. Yeah. But no, well, it's just, you've got a one-armed demon that is after this kid, and it is just, the the, the way it's written is just phenomenal. And the, the characters themselves, the growth of the characters over a couple of years in a very short time span in the book, you know, a chapter here and there, is is just really, really well done. The, the writing on this is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, it does sound fun. Yeah, it is It is a very good read for anyone looking for something of a fantasy read. Hmm. I'm, uh, I am interested. I don't know when or if I'll ever get around to it, but I am interested in it, to be honest with you. Oh, let's see, what do we got next? Uh, I'm going to talk about Haikyuu. Oh. I think that's how you say it. I'm not 100%. So, over the past few weeks, people keep recommending this damn anime to me. It's yep. called Haikyuu. And that's how I'm going to say it. Haikyuu. 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 Uh, people keep recommending it to me. Uh, I've been recommended to it three times now. Oh, really? uh, Once when I was up in Buffalo seeing breaks, uh, his friend Wynn recommended it to me. Her and her boyfriend both. So, technically four times because they both recommended it. Uh, I got back that I got back from that trip, and a guy I used to work with named Kevin, cool dude, he recommended it to me. He tagged me in a Facebook post and said, go watch this. Um, and we talk anime a little bit. And then uh, on my birthday, and I'd already started at this point, but then on my birthday, my cousin called me, and his girlfriend's like, trust me, this shit's amazing. Yeah. And she said that it is uh, comparable to FMA writing. Oh, wow. Which right now, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I agree with that 100%, but I, I do see that it's got some deep connecting storylines. And I can see that. Uh, so it is. Uh, do you want to take a swing about what this is about? Like what kind of anime you might have me uh, just, you know, enthralled by that I am enjoying episode after episode? I would say it's got to be a mech 
anime. Oh, do you, did I tell you? I haven't told you, right? Like, you're not just playing no. dumb, right? No. Okay, I have to ask because uh, you you ready for this? You ready for the anime? The what what the anime is? Yes. This is a volleyball anime. Huh. It is about a, a guy who just really wants to play volleyball. Okay, then. I, I'm not shitting you. I, There's no supernatural elements. It's not like the Justice League fucked off for the this day is, to play this volleyball. Is why you, this is why you went and said, you know, re- what would be recommended to me. I'm like, it's got to be a mech. It's yeah, got to be a mech. You would expect that. It's got to be a mech or it's got to be like some kind of supernatural yep, superpower. There's 50 episodes of this. It's uh, I'm like three or four in. There's 50 episodes. 50 episodes of volleyball. I don't know where how far. I don't know how many tournaments they're going to compete in, buddy. There are, there are two seasons, 25 apiece, all on Netflix right now. You can go watch it. It's called Haikyuu. Uh, it's a guy about a guy named uh, Hinata who, uh, you know, he wants to play volleyball, really likes volleyball. Okay. Dude, I'm not. I'm, I'm digging it, man. I tell you what, I will look it up at some point because now I'm intrigued. I, I, I want to know how you get 50 episodes, and people are recommending it to you who you're a big anime guy. Yeah, people going, who I like. You need to watch this. Yeah, yeah. people I, I communicate anime with. Like, Liz and Kevin, I'd be like, oh, yeah, tell me your recommendations. And then these other two people who we were talking, like, oh, yeah, Black Clover. Oh, man, I really like uh, My Hero. Oh, yeah, I was watching Goblin Slayer, too. Like, people who, like, know the anime I'm watching and, like, you know, like, talk, like I can talk with them. They're like, hey, man, trust me. Check out this Haikyuu. It's pretty sweet. So here I am watching this volleyball <laughs> anime. <laughs> um, and it's, it's all, I, I'll make full fun of myself for watching it, but it's, it is cool. Uh, it's got some deep character development. You can definitely tell that's going to happen. A uh, real underdog story in the main character. He's really short, but he's a good jumper. <laughs> nobody would play volleyball with him for three years, so he spent three years just practicing alone. Sad. It's I I know, man. Trust me. Like, I I'm definitely going to have to check it out because I'm I'm def- I'm intrigued. If nothing else, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So like the first episode, I mean, it gives you a good idea of who the main character is, uh, but it um. Yeah, man. Like, just just give it a shot. You watch the first couple episodes, man. Like, I I don't know how else to put it, but it's it's got some it's it's got some freaking heart, man. It has definitely got some heart. Okay. So yeah, man. It's a uh, high on Netflix. So uh, yeah, dude. Okay. Like uh, in between all the uh, my heroes and the overlords and the black clovers, we'll recommend. Well, uh, not not to mention the the the. Um Lock and Key, the, the October factions. Yeah, Lock and Key October like, factions. You know, the the Harley Quinn, because I'll recommend that cartoon on the DC app. You know, in between all this violent, crazy crap. Uh, yeah, check out some uh, nice, uh, wholehearted, family-friendly volleyball. I will do that. Dude, it reminds me, I got really into Prince of Tennis, and I, I think it's better than Prince of Tennis, but it reminds me when I got him, like, oh, what are you watching now? I'm like, oh, I'm watching... Because <laughs> I watched Prince of Tennis when I was wa- when I was reading like Battle Royale and stuff. Okay, I'm reading like I'm reading and watching Death Note. I'm into like Battle Royale. Uh, I'm starting to dive into One Piece. So the first it was like time. a guilty pleasure. Yeah, and here I am watching Prince of Tennis. You know, so I'm like, oh yeah, man. Like so, it's the it's the one it's the one anime with all the blood and guts and gore that you watch that you close the blinds and you're like, I don't want anyone <laughs> yeah, to know I'm. Watching I don't want anyone to know this. Yeah, right, it's a secret. <laughs> God, I uh, out commandos. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like for me, and I'm not gonna shame anybody who watches whatever, but I feel like for me, like if I was gonna have like a guilty, guilty pleasure anime, I'd be like, hey man, let me tell you what I really like. Actually, I have that guilty pleasure anime right now. It's that bubblegum sweet bullfury. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. There's like no conflict to this anime. Really? Dude. It is just. I mean, there's a there's I a mean, little, little bit of conflict bit, like week to week, 
Like, oh, we have to go fight a dungeon boss. Oh, we beat the dungeon boss. <laughs> it is just this cutesy bubblegum syrupy I anime. I, I gotta watch this one. I, I, you've talked about this one enough. I've gotta watch. Oh yeah, dude. That one too. I've got a, I've got a stupid thing that I have to just say how much I love in the spoiler section for it. Uh -huh. So it's coming. Oh my god, yeah. So I'm watching that. You know what I'm watching in conjunction with Haikyuu though, because Noel's not watching. Uh, Noel actually might watch this with me, or might watch this. So I'm watching. Um, I'm also watching Overlord. Oh yeah. So I'm watching Overlord. <laughs> I'm watching like Elder Lich, uh, Lick versus you know, and then I'm also watching some volleyball. Right. So that that's happening in my life right now. I'm on top of like Black Clover on Sundays. Yeah. And you know, buffery on uh, on Wednesdays when it comes out. So anyway, yeah, I'm watching Overlord. I'm really digging that. Uh, I uh, I don't know, man. You told me he's not the bad guy, and I don't know if you're right about that yet or not. I, I think I only got about a season in, maybe even less than that. But I can dig if you watch six episodes. I can dig it, um, and that I probably might have been as far as I, I might got have some. I, well, I think that's where you recommended or whatever. Yeah. Because you didn't watch any of the Shaltier stuff, right? I, no, and I think I was watching it week to week, and I got away from it. All right. Well. I don't know. I might. I'll probably talk a little bit in the spoiler section. I'm digging Overlord though. I uh, that's one I have wanted to get back into, and it's just I. Never well, thing is, I just uh, I just got into the second season, and I I don't I don't know, man. Like, it's really hard. He's not evil in the light light you got me like yeah. Death Note sense, but I definitely don't know if he's a good guy. Like watching it and just enjoying it, like I don't know, man. Because, like, he talks about how he's like, oh, I've lost my humanity. And, like, he sees people die. And he's like, I'm not concerned about this at all or whatever. And if you're not familiar with Overlord, it's an anime where a guy's super um, He's super into a video game called Yggdrasil. And Yggdrasil is about to go offline. It's a dive anime. So it's um, just like, you know, <laughs> just like Sword Art or just like Buffer, Buffery, which I'm also watching. Right. So I'm watching two dive animes right now. Um, I think they call them uh, Seki Animes. I think that's the title or the genre of it. It's like Dark Fantasy or something. But the idea is... When the server was going to go offline, he was going to log into this game, and he was just going to end. Uh, he was going to let the game die and get logged his out. Whole, and his whole play. his whole group was going to log in, basically have one last. Well, no, one, yeah, no one came back to play with him. That was the problem. He was all alone because he's like, everyone abandoned me. It's like, well, I guess they all had lives and shit. So well, the only reason I say that is because it's kind of important. Because he's like, yeah. oh, I'm the only supreme being left, and like all the NPCs they created. Like when the game ends. They get transported to this weird world, and he can't log out. So now he's like this fucking like glitch char like uh, character, and he all the NPCs are now like real, and they have like ideas and thoughts, and like he he played around with the one settings, and it's like in love with him, and all this crazy stuff, and they're all like, all the other forty supreme beings abandoned us, our creators left us, but you stayed with us. Oh, Momongo, we love you, and they're like, you know, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. And he's got, it's just, it's a weird little anime, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's a good guy. I don't know if he's not a good guy. Because, like, he's doing some good stuff, but he's not doing it. It's one of those, like, well, he's doing good it's almost, things. It's almost like we talk about D&D &D alignment sometimes. It's it's lawful evil. Maybe. Because well, right now he hasn't straight up said, I'm going to take over this entire world. His entire shtick right now is he wants to take over. He wants to protect Nazarek, which is, like, their base of operations and everything. So, like, that's their that's their shtick right now. Like, oh, we're going to protect Nazarek. And then season two, it's like, well, we're going to do this thing. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, is that is that good? Is that evil? Well, it's, it's evil. It's bad. It's like, wow, you're going to, whoa. And so it's like, how, I don't know, it's like, how far has he lost his humanity? But they haven't, they haven't really come out outright and said, we're going to conquer these three countries and take over the world. Right. Because when he does that, then I'm like, oh, he's totally evil. Like, he's a warlord at this point. 
And he's not being a warlord yet. So I don't really know yet where to classify, like, is the guy being, is the, is it a bad guy anime where the guy, where the bad guy is the winner? Because he's totally OP. Like, there's, oh yeah, there's no way anyone in this world really can beat him yet. We there's haven't a, seen anyone. There's a reason he's called the overlord. Like, it, it's, he is very much the overpowered character. Yeah, the only character, the only fight that we've seen give him a run for the money so far was in the, uh, the end of the first season. Um, he fights one of his NPC characters, like one of his floor guardians. And it's like an all-out brawl, and you're like, holy crap! And, like, so it's, like, the only person that gave him a run for the money was one of the characters that they designed for the game that's, like, maxed out and super crazy leveled. So it's, like, no one in this no one in this world that they're existing in can give him a run for the money. So it's, like, he can just, you know, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Right. Like, they keep talking. It's kind of weird because, like, this world keeps talking about magic and everything. Like, it's a D- it's kind of like when you watch Goblin Slayer, you're like, wow, they act like it's D&D. It's the same thing. We're like, oh, like the highest level magic I can cast is second tier. Ooh, fourth tier magic. God tier magic. World class items. And it's so kind of weird because like it's supposed to be this living, breathing world that's outside this video game. But they refer to everything in video game in the video game terms. Well, I mean, a lot of Japanese anime seems to do that anymore. They well, yeah, to an extent. But a lot of well, that's because a lot of this I fantasy mean, anime is like dive based, though. Yeah, but I mean, like it kind of makes sense. I don't know why the the NPCs would be be saying that, but it makes sense for for him to say stuff. Well, like I think that. it makes sense for the NPCs because like they they existed because of the game world, right? So I'm like, yeah, it would make sense that like they would they would look at everything through like the original programming that they kind of. I, I don't know, man. I mean, we're getting into like the philosophy yeah. of like you know what were these like artificial intelligence that like becomes you know sentient in essence. Like I mean, that's what in essence it is. It's for this world, right? But it's like, why would the villagers like? Why would that? And I have a hunch that. There's more characters that got transported to this world. Right. And I, I maybe like they got, I don't know, some weird time shit or whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? haven't found them yet. Or maybe this world is Yggdrasil. It's just, you know, it's like time has passed or something. I don't know. Like, I don't have like crazy hunches or theories on it. I'm just enjoying the it because it's a really fun anime to watch. Right. Yeah. I Like, I'm really digging it. Funimation, man. Like, I mean, there's me just watching anime. I just saw Dragon Ball on there. Started that too. Well, there I am. So now I'm watching Dragon Ball too. I'm watching a lot of anime right yeah. now. I gotta, I gotta find other things to do with my free time. It's the anime. Yeah, I mean, you do you, man. Yeah, that's kind of my big uh, things, man. You got a, you got some other shit, right? Yeah, I got a couple. Other I feel things. bad. I'm like, let me talk about everything I'm doing. Um, screw your feelings. I am. <laughs> I got to watch uh, Zombieland Two Double Tap. This God, week. I want to watch that. I haven't seen it yet. It was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, it was. It definitely wasn't as good as the first one, but it it had its moments. It wasn't bad. Um, but it was it was very like mid level for me. That's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, but it just, it just, it didn't have the same, it didn't have the same, like, chemistry as the first one, because they started adding a bunch of people to it, and you're like, really, that's where we're going with this now? All right, man, important question. Better or worse, Undercover Brother 2? Better. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, so that's what five times now we've we've brought that in. I don't know, man, but I hope that's the inside joke of the show, man. I'm all right with that. Like the first hundred episodes, I hope we mentioned Undercover Brother and like I don't know ninety of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just it 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 was okay. It wasn't terrible, but it was it wasn't as good as the first one. That's for sure. Cast chemistry still there? The cat the the main cast chemistry for the most part is, but the 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 um younger uh, sister um. I just completely lost her name. The, the um, she she goes off and kind of does her own thing for a little while, and it it that's where some of the other characters start popping up, and you're like, this is just not working. 
Like some of it, you're just, you're like you're literally like this is just not working. Uh, Abigail Breslin. Yes. If you were curious, I knew, I I I I couldn't think. I can't think of her her show name though. Her movie name. Uh, Little Rock. Little Rock. That's Little it. Rock. I had to look up the actual actress. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, it's just it's one of those where it's like she she goes off and does her own thing for a minute because she's you know grown up now and she's like maybe eighteen. Maybe, um, maybe twenty. But God, bro, I don't but know. She so she kind of goes off and does does her own thing at that point, and you're like, it, it just some of it worked, some of it didn't, and it, it just it didn't have the same core chemistry as it did in the original because they they kind of changed how the original actors acted a little bit. So, so I didn't know this. I'm I'm googling Abigail Breslin now. Uh, you know her first movie was Signs. She was a I little girl there. I didn't know that. I didn't know she was in that. I didn't yeah. realize that was her first movie, but I yeah, didn't she's know only twenty three. So, yeah, man, <laughs> she'd have been like thirteen in the first one. So, well, I think she was like nine in the first one, or at least portraying a nine. Yeah, I was about to go. I just mean like in the real world, yeah. like she'd been like thirteen. So like, she's playing that young child, probably teenish. Yeah, early teen, preteen, something like that. Yeah, she was. She was. I think she was like nine, ten, maybe eleven. But I don't know. I remember they keep it. I remember they kept it vague, but I, I do remember there was the great conversation, like montage where they're traveling, and it's. Her and Woody Harrelson, and she's like, "No, she's only Hannah Montana when she's." Yeah, I, I, just, I yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. stupid thing. It's like when she's got the wig on, she's Hannah Montana, right? And it was like that goofy like conversation they had in the car, and, and that's like, oh. that's the thing. Like the 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 chemistry between them is is kind of weird because Woody Harrelson has become a father at this point in, in to her, and is acting very like over patriot or over the 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 overprotective dad, and it's like. This just isn't who you are. This isn't who this character was in the movie before. Why I is watched it? Zombieland in a while. I want to go back now and see if the pop culture references, like, see how those stick out. I can't yeah. wait to show that to Parker one day and see right. how that goes. What's a Hannah Montana? <laughs> oh. <laughs> let's not talk about that, Dad. Hey, right, buddy. Well, we have the Disney hat, that <laughs> Disney Plus, so let's go back and see Hannah Montana. I don't know if they've even put that one on there yet. Oh, my God. Why wouldn't you put Hannah Montana on there? She was popular. Sure. <laughs> what do you mean sure she was like she a was, super no she, she was, was. Sure. that's just your sarcastic she was sure she was but like oh my god he had a bunch of they, had, they had such a falling out with miley cyrus i don't know if they'd want to put it on there i don't think they had a falling out with hannah montana i don't i mean i don't know if it's on disney plus or not i'm just right i'm just like i mean i feel like that was a huge disney plus man that was a big one yeah. that's a big old disney plus all right, <laughs> all right what else you got so the the other thing I've got this is kind of cool Mass Singer and I know you're not really into the Mass Singer. It's all there. It is there. By the way, wow. Load into the Disney Plus app, guys. Uh, don't worry. Hannah Montana all over Disney Plus. You want that series? 2005 Hannah Montana, 2009 Hannah Montana the movie, and 2008 Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus concert. It is all <laughs> there, buddy. It is all there. I will not be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm moving on from that. Um, Mass Singers. Both worlds. I, I always waited for that theme song to be "Psycho" by a uh, by Puddle of Mud. <laughs> All right, sorry. What do you say? <laughs> no more Hannah Montana. I promise. <laughs> Mass Singer is coming to Cleveland. It's it's actually gonna do a. Like, oh, so that's what you okay the yeah, tour? Yeah. So and the cool thing is, it's Kayla's birthday is when they're coming to Cleveland. So we're going up to to see Mass Singer because we both love that show. Um, so we're going up to see Mass Singer on her birthday. What a loser. 
I, th- I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, how are they going to do it? Like, isn't the fun part about maxing here is like, oh, look at the celebrities. Well, they're supposedly they're going to have like a celebrity, uh, local celebrity judge that's going to be masked until the end of the uh, show. It's going to be a concert, basically. But I don't I don't know if they're going to have like who they're going to have, but they're supposed to have people from all three seasons. So if nothing else, it'll be a good time to go out. So you're going to get the low tier. So I'm not trying to tear it apart for the record. But you're gonna get the low tier celebrities who are coming out like whenever you get like what Cheech and Chong, one of them was on there. Or something. Uh, Tommy Chong was on there. So you're gonna get the low level celebrities who aren't doing much. Then well, the on. the ones that are advertised at least are season one winner T Pain in the monster costume. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> um, wait, wait. So is it gonna be you're gonna know who like each costume is? Isn't the fun part of a mass singer is like we don't know who it is. I I don't know how it's gonna work, but I I, I know Kayla is really excited for it. I'm kind of excited for it because it's it's just a, a... I mean, I hope you have fun. Like, yeah, I, it's, it's, It looks like it's going to be a fun concert just to, to go and, and... But now I'm concerned for you <laughs> because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. How is this going to work? Because isn't that the fun? Like, I don't... I, think, I don't... I think I think the Pixies, person. this person... Yeah. No, 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 man. The the robot's very clearly Jason David Frank, who's not <laughs> on, but you know what I mean. The robot was uh, was, was Lil Wayne. All right, well, I guess he's got to make money somewhere. Yeah, nobody knew it was him. He he, he sounded terrible, too, but he should Well, I mean, that's lost. the thing. Like, isn't that the shtick for the show, though, where you're like, oh, my God, this is... So it's like, I, I, if you know who they are, I just don't know if it's as fun, then. Then it's I, just some shitty karaoke. Maybe. I don't know, but... It's we're just gonna go you dance in a robot costume. Yeah, then. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go find out. I'm concerned for you. <laughs> I hope you don't. I, I hope it's a good time for you. If nothing else, we'll go. We'll have a good time and have some drinks while we're out. But yeah, I hope for you, buddy. I want you to have a good time. When's this? Uh, June, middle June. of June. All right, exciting. Or beginning of June. Yeah, June. June. Long enough. June 9th. Far away. Far, far away. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I hope. Like I said, I hope you guys have a good time. I don't know. Like, I just, I, I see stage shows sometimes. Like, how the hell are you making a stage show? Like, Baby Shark's got a live stage show that's coming in, like, April. Okay. Exactly. How the hell do you make a, it's a three-minute song, if that. You know, Baby Shark, do 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 I like, what the hell is the stage show? Like, oh, no, guys, let's sing Baby Shark for three hours. I mean, it's for kids, so I imagine, like, I don't know, man. I'm like, what do you do with it? What's that stage show? I don't know. I honestly Exactly. Don't I have know. no idea either. That's why I don't have tickets for it, because I'm like, I'm not taking Parker to this shit. <laughs> he ain't going to remember it. Exactly. Well, that's another thing, man. It's like, God, I don't have to, like, try to do it yet. I still have practice rounds. It's like, I got at least one more practice Christmas in me, I think. But she want, she she really wanted to get out for something, even if it was just to go to, like, a comedy show or get... She wanted to get out for her birthday. She's, you know, she's turning 30, so she wanted to get out. So we we... I found this, and I was like, let's do that. I, I just hope because it's fun, man, because I'm both, like, man, this doesn't... We both love the show... Uh, our friend Andy, who's going with us, loves the show as well. So we're we're just gonna go out, have ourselves a good time up in Cleveland, and and if nothing else, say maybe a good show, maybe a crappy show, maybe something in between. But we're just gonna go out and have a good time no matter what. Hey man, good luck. Hopefully you have fun. Hey, like I said, man, I'm just like man. How the fuck do you turn that into a stage show? <laughs> good luck, buddy. Good luck. I'm hoping I'm hoping for the best for you. I'm hoping for the best for you. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, let's see. I, that's. I think that's everything I got to talk about. Spoilery. Uh, spoiler time. Spoiler alert. Woo, All right, kids. Woo, woo. Spoilers. All right, we'll give it a, a second here for a future rooster to In talk to you. Five, four, three, two, one. Spoiler time. Hey, future rooster. How you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good, past rooster. Just wanted to let everybody know that for the next 21 minutes, that's 21 to 1, you guys are going to be talking about Bulfury for a little bit, Birds of Prey for a long bit, and how 
fun the Harley Quinn show is on the DC Universe app. So with that, you guys have fun. Uh, thank you so much for indulging me, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Good luck with the next with the rest of the podcast. I know you guys killed it. All right. So Future Rooster just told us what we're talking about. Uh, hopefully he mentioned uh, Buffery, Harley Quinn, and Birds of Prey. And who knows? Maybe we'll add something else. Yeah, uh, I don't know yet. I guess we'll find out. Future Rooster will know, not us. <laughs> uh, let me just say, so I only put uh, I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max on my defense on here. Mm-hmm. Because as adorable as the anime is, it somehow continues to get more adorable. Oh, yeah? So she uh, she gets a turtle familiar. Because, of course, as a character <laughs> who doesn't... amazing! Oh, it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> because a, a character who wants only defense should get a turtle who lives in a shell. Yeah, so spoilers for the turtle, because we're in the spoiler section. Uh, the turtle gets really big, and the turtle becomes her flying fortress because she gets a she gets a psychokinesis at, like, thing. So she can lift up the turtle, and now, because of her ability, traveling on her turtle means she's faster than walking because she's so slow because she has no agility points. <laughs> now, do you want to get... Okay, so, like I said, man, so <laughs> Maple's amazing. just... Maple's flying around on oh, a turtle. Is that her name? Yeah, her name's Maple. And, like, she keeps pissing off the admins. I'm like, what kind of weird combination can she do next? <laughs> like, so, like, the first thing she does when she gets her flying turtle is she flies over to, like, a herd of, like, digital animals and, like, acid rain and kills them all. It's great. <laughs> it's adorable. That's Maple. And uh, do you know what her turtle mount name is? Yes. You, you ready for this? Absolutely. Syrup! She calls her turtle Syrup. Oh, that's so amazing. So it's, it's maple and syrup. That's incredible. Just, just fighting the world I need, together. I need to watch this show. I uh, need dude, to watch it's adorable. Show. It is fun. It's five episodes in. Uh, if you're willing to watch subs, you can watch, uh, I think you can watch six or seven episodes. I, I, I'm willing to just watch this. It's fun. It is adorable. It is fun. It is a good palate cleanser for whatever horrid thing might be happening in your life at the time. Not that anything horrid's happening in my life, but man, it is, a, it is just a, a barrel of laughs. It sound it absolutely sounds like it. I, I definitely have to check this one out. Yeah, man. So, uh, <laughs> free. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max up my defense. Uh, let's see. The speed run. Uh, Harley Quinn. So there are two Harley Quinn things I have to talk about. Mm-hmm. And the reason there are two is because Birds of Prey apparently bombed so terribly at the box office in week one, they renamed it. And so now it's uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds, Birds of Prey, Prey, or Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Which I don't know if that part of the name was on there or whatever, but uh, it's the Harley Quinn movie, man. It's not Birds yeah. of Prey. So the problem I have with this uh, is, and this is when they announced this movie, this was what I, I was worried about personally that this was just going to turn into a Harley Quinn sequel. Yeah, so it's kind of disjoint, it, it, and that doesn't hurt it as much. It's just the story's very, the story's paper thin. It's um, long story short, uh, Cassandra Kane has a uh, she pickpockets uh, Zaz, the, the murderer. Mm-hmm. Be, because apparently he would just be easily pickpocketed. I don't know. Go with it. Zaz is kind of cool. He's a weird little Victor Zaz character. Yeah. Um, very different than the character than the type I've seen before. Very different than like the the maniacal maniac you kind of see in like comics and in like the Arkham games. Very different than the Gotham Zaz, who's like a kind of a cool collected dude in a business suit who just likes to cut himself with a box cutter. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see a lot of marks on his arms. You see marks on his face, but he opens his shirt at one point. You see a lot of marks on his chest. So I'm like, cause I was like, where are all his, where's his tallies? Yeah. Where's that? He's not so much doing his tallies as he's just kind of slashing his chest. And I didn't like that. Right. He's working for, uh, um, uh, shit, uh, Sionis, uh, Roman Sionis, uh, black mask who, uh, the mask looks really cool. Played by Ian McGregor. So good old, uh, Jedi Knight, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sure. 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 And, uh, like they're okay. They're not bad. Um, I, Black Canary is cool. Uh, she's 
the daughter of a black canary who we've never really heard about in any of these in the DC extended universe yet. Okay. Who died in the streets. Just go with it. Sure. Um, Huntress kind of appears, but then she really makes her appearance in the third act when she's like, okay, I'll team up with these assholes and do things. And it's like, wow. And uh, Harley and Cassandra, so anyway, like I said, uh, you know, ignore all that other crap. Uh, Cassandra steals from Zaz. She gets this diamond. And then everyone wants to get the diamond. Like, uh, Roman's going to kill... Zaz working for Roman. Uh, Roman's going to kill Harley. She, she's like, well, I'll get the diamond for you. So she's like, oh, I'll get the diamond. She goes, she meets up with Cassandra. Uh, there's a cool fight in the police station, which actually looks really good. Uh, for some reason, there's a water fight because, you know, let's get uh, Margot Robbie, like, wet and, like, sort of naked. I don't know. Sure. Uh, yeah, I guess. I Why not? I guess. Yeah, really. But then she's not, like, soaked in the next scene. Like, that takes place in the police station right after she had this big sprinkler fight. Okay. Because, you know, fuck it, we didn't have time to make her wet in this scene either. <laughs> I know, right? And, uh, you know, it's, it just keeps going, and at the very end of the... I, it's very disappointing. Is it, it... Can I... Can I? Is it, like, they're bringing her into the police station, or is this, like... Maybe she it's breaks been a couple the, hours. She breaks in the police station to get to Cassandra Kane. Or do you mean for the wet thing? Yeah. Uh, no, she, like, breaks the sprinkler system on accident, trying to unlock the cells to go get Cassandra. And then after she breaks the, she has a big fight because of course all the cells open up and all the guys are like, we need to beat up Harley. Right. Because why not? They want to do that not? instead of escape from Gotham city police station. And then the next scene is like evidence. And she beats up a bunch of guys there who are trying to kill Cassandra because they want the diamond. That's got the Berlanti, uh, uh, Berlanti, whatever it is, whatever Berlanti. No, whatever the crime family is that Huntress is a part of. I can't right. remember. Um, because I don't care. I just, I don't care. So, like, yeah, because she ate that diamond. And it's got all the, it's got, like, laser engraved, like, numbers to, like, bank accounts and shit. And, yeah, dude, it just, it just goes and goes and goes. And then the third act of the movie gets there. And all, they're all together. Her and Montoya, who's been in the movie. And, uh, like, at least. isn't the question. No, she's not playing question. Yeah, like, like she's just she's just a cop who's I'm sorry, been suspended. If you're gonna put Renee Montoya into a Birds of Prey, you gotta make her the question. Well, they make Renee Montoya like a disrespected police officer because her partner took like her big break a couple years ago, and now he's the police captain, and so she's a laughing stock of the force, even though she's really good, but she speaks in '80s like cop references, right? And like they disrespect her even further because like all of her clothes smell because Harley hit her with a trash bag, so she gets clothes out of the lost and found in the police station, and she has like an entire like 40 minutes where she wears I shaved my balls for this shirt. That's funny. <laughs> Get it? Sure. Because she doesn't have balls because she's she's a woman. <laughs> yeah, that's. But a she does have joke. balls more than the other. I don't know, dude. Just go with it. Long story short, like I said, so the third act, they all fucking meet up, and it's just not, it just didn't work for me. It Like, Huntress is like, I'm Huntress. I'm Huntress. She's got this weird, like, try, like, I'm trying to be a badass, and I don't know, they, for some reason, she's like, I'm going to team up with you guys. Like, they do the joke, like, she shows up, kills Zaz, and she's like, okay, guy, well, I killed the guy I need to kill, so I'm going to, I'm going to leave now, and they're like, nope, there's a lot of guys out front. Go with it, you know? Well, I guess I'll team up with you assholes. Because they try to go Guardians of the Galaxy approach. Like, well, we might as well die together. Yeah. And uh, the problem is, like, they should have watched Guardians of the Galaxy or their first Suicide Squad movie. Right. Do I think it's better than Suicide Squad? Yes, because it's at least fun to watch Ian McGregor, like, be a villain. Way more than it was fun to watch What's-Her-Name play, like, that weird witch lady. Yeah, play Enchantress. Yeah, like, that did not work at all. Yeah, no. Enchantress. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that character. 
So it's way more fun to watch him, but it is uh it, it is not not a not a slog that I really wish that I wish I wouldn't have spent money on. Uh, it looked great. But in the police station was super cool. They used some vibrant colors. Like it's like a basic police station, but there's Harley like shooting with like a, you know, a grenade launcher. She shoots like gas canisters and confetti grenade things and and a goopy grenade at some point. And oh, it was, okay. it, it's goofy. It's it's super sure. goofy, but it's super fun to watch. And the fight scenes, actually, the fight choreography is really good. Like, you're watching and you're like, all right, cool. Like, it, it's it's very fluid. There's a lot of gymnastic, like, Harley moves. And you're like, okay, this really works. Like, uh, when Black Canary does her canary scream, it's really cool. Like, oh, wow, that's cool. I wish she'd have done it more than once in the movie. But, hey, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Sure. It's sure, like she, sure. like, randomly at the end of it, everyone's like, we know you have this power. Just use it. Uh, Montoya, like, she's I mean, kind of like they did it with, uh, with, uh, the El Diablo in, in Suicide Squad. Yeah, like the very end of the movie. We know you can do this. You need to do this. Okay. Okay. Boom. Yeah, like, and it's like, right. I just, I don't know, man. Like, the, the movie was, like I said, it looked really cool. I, I thought the choices were really good. There were a couple times where I was like, wow, this is, uh, so like, overall, I was like, oh, this is kind of, a, this is a cool looking city. Like, it's a regular looking city. It gives me that, like, it always gives me that, like, 80s kind of vibe. It felt like they were going for in the city. I don't know why, but, like, Gotham just feels like this, like, 80s, like, I don't know, early 90s, like a diehard kind of movie, like, city right, street-wise. Right, right, right. That's kind of, like, the vibe I kept getting, like, looking at it and watching, like, this doesn't feel like a modern town or a modern, like, it almost it almost felt kind of like the uh, Batman animated, ser animated series, where it's, like, it felt just anachronistic yeah. you know you're like all right this just it doesn't feel like now but it doesn't feel like then and it, it's it's hard to kind of place what era it fits in because you have smartphones but then it's just i don't know like the architecture and just the coloring and things it's just like this is is it now is it not now but then it goes into that like crazy dc like i'm gonna make a very stylized artistic choice in the third act when you go to amusement mile yeah. And they go into the booby trap, which is because, of course, why wouldn't you go into the booby trap? And they make this really stylized choice for what Amusement Mile looks like in this, like, abandoned amusement park thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, this is a very jarring difference in worlds. Right. And it's, I don't know, man. Like I said, visually, I thought it looked really cool. Uh, just story-wise, it, it did not. It did not. It didn't float my boat. I wasn't into it. I felt very disjoint. I feel like they should have watched Guardians of the Galaxy a couple more times to learn how to make a team movie. I thought maybe after Suicide Squad was a bit of a bomb. And the fact you've already established a character in Harley Quinn, who I actually didn't hate in Suicide Squad. I thought maybe they had a chance to like, oh, we just, have, we just have to introduce Black Canary and we have to do, introduce Huntress and Montoya. And I don't feel like they did a good enough job in any of that. And then the end of the movie, it's like the Birds of Prey get formed, but Harley's not part of it it's because it's she's still part of the suicide squad at this point no no like for no re for reasons unbeknownst to me harley just has an apartment in the middle of gotham so maybe this is before suicide no squad? it's after because she references suicide squad she breaks up with joker and but for reasons unbeknownst to me she just has like a regular apartment in gotham city because she's living above like a chinese place my head hurts dude yeah it's uh it's it's something like it makes sense that like roman sionis would like I have mean, a place you you've established that Harley Quinn is not getting out of jail. She's a lifer. You've established that Deadshot is not getting out of well, jail. Well, He's you do have you have Joker Breaker out at the end of the uh, Suicide Squad movie. This is true. So apparently nobody ever really decided to go search for her, and like Batman's just like fuck it, like Harley can live above docks, I guess. 
Okay. Yeah, dude, just go with it. Like, the entire movie, it's kind of like when you read a comic book or you watch one of the Marvel movies and you're like, shouldn't, like, the other superheroes show up? Like, that was kind of big. This is a thing. This is a thing. Somebody should be taking care of this. This yeah, is a thing. Like, I mean, you know, Winter Soldier, you're like, man, I feel like like Cap would call Tony at this point, wouldn't he? Right. Tony, we got a problem. But, uh, you know, in this one, it's like, not only, like, do you feel like maybe Batman would show up. Like, we know Batman exists in this world. Right, because you Justice League, Yeah, the Justice League exists in this world. Like, right. we have these movies. Hell, <laughs> at this point, the Suicide Squad exists in this world. How is Amanda Waller not going, all right, we need to, we need to lock this down? Yeah, like, nobody's like, we should probably do, like, Harley blows up Ace Chemical at the beginning of the movie. Like, just, just like, steals a truck. And, oh, uh -huh, man. You, uh -huh. just, I'm going, I'm, uh, uh. You gotta watch it, man. It's Ugh. it's a it's a sounds like a train wreck. It looks great. Yeah, it looks great. Um, don't I wasn't most, into it. Don't most train wrecks look great? I don't know, man. It didn't look good in Jonah Hex. Like I said, honestly, the cinematography was fine. Fight no, no, choreography no. was I just, cool. I meant, I, I kind of meant that literally. All yeah. train wrecks. Yeah, you can't look away from. I mean, there's one moment where guys shoot up a big a big pile of cocaine and evidence, and like Harley's like, and then she's ready to go. That was a deep breath if you couldn't hear it on the uh, on the mic commandos. Yeah, so she like jacks up a bunch of like cocaine and then's ready to rock because that's what we're we're doing in 2020. Yeah, it um yeah man it uh it was a movie it was a movie <laughs> I spent my money on. Um, it is getting decent reviews, so uh, this is uh, I'm minority reporting this. Really? I, I mean, it's got like a 76 on Rotten Tomatoes, man. Huh. Like people like I legitimately were like, oh man, people are like digging this. I'm gonna go check this out. I think uh, you know I might enjoy this movie. I didn't hate Suicide Squad. I don't hate this movie. I just. I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I wish I, I wanted it to be a different movie. I guess it wasn't the movie I hoped it, it would be. It wasn't Birds of Prey. It was Harley Quinn, the sequel to. No, yeah, it was. It was just Harley Quinn does weird Harley things. Like at one point, like Harley in. Quinn's just walking through like a grocery store and nobody's looking. Like, oh, this is weird. Like you would think the God, the citizens of Gotham would have an idea of who the fuck Harley Quinn is, right? Like, and at one point she's walking through a high end grocery store. And like the joke is because Cassandra ate the ate the diamond, they're like, oh, we're gonna have to buy a bunch of laxatives. So they keep feeding her, so they have to go buy laxatives. And she's like, and we're going to steal from this grocery store. And she gets a hyena, and that's pretty cool. Okay. Like, that's fun. A hyena, not two, just one. I know, okay. it's weird. Okay, all right. And, like, they randomly just kill indiscriminately in this movie. Which, uh, yeah, so Harley Quinn, uh, you know, the, uh, well, not Harley Quinn. I, I want to call it Harley Quinn. It's technically Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, which I... Uh, I don't know. I don't recommend if it's on Netflix or DC universe or whatever. I don't know. Check it out later guys. But, uh, don't, uh, don't give it a shot now. Don't give yeah. your hard earned money for it. I would have been much happier if I'd have driven the 13 miles to go see frozen two, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah. I'd have been a lot happier or, uh, you know, I could have said, I could have seen another Will Smith movie. I could have seen bad boys for life, which is also getting great reviews, but uh, I bet you I would have really enjoyed it because Will Smith is a treat in most of his roles, this even crappy true. ones like Hancock. I really like that movie. I do too. So yeah, Harley Quinn. Uh, I'm sorry, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Um, that's uh, that's my feelings on it. The other Harley Quinn I have to talk about though is a real treat, and that's the cartoon. Yeah, which is freaking hilarious. It is sacrilegious. It doesn't give a shit, and it goes ape shit in the very last episode of season one. Because it's coming back on April 3rd for the second batch of episodes. Cool. Um, I don't know how that's going to work because Gotham City has literally been leveled. <laughs> Joker may or may not be dead. I say may or may not because at the end of the uh, first season, they drop him in a vat of acid that's supposed to take away Harley's powers, which theoretically would take away Joker's powers. This is true. Batman got crushed. 
He's presumably dead. I'm sure he'll come back somehow. Uh, they melted Scarecrow's head off. Uh, Joker did. He hit him with a little acid flower. They killed a bunch of people. Um, I don't know how it's coming back. So I don't know how this show is going to make a make a comeback for season two. It almost sounds like they're they're going into a No Man's Land storyline. I don't know, man. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, it was like the, the crazy cocaine-fueled acid trip that, like, I don't know, Birds of Prey wanted to be. Harley Quinn's just embraced and is just a real treat. Sure. I mean, it is. Uh, I was talking to Noel about it earlier, and it makes me laugh because the voice cast, the voice talent has, you know, Kaylee Cuoco on it. It's got uh, Alan Tudyk, Ron Funches. It's got a bunch of great voice actors, and it's got. Um, I'm glad DC is giving Ron Funches and Alan Tudyk another shot mm-hmm. because I uh, I found Powerless to be okay. It wasn't a great TV show by any stretch, but it was it was I. But they were definitely the power characters in that show. They were. They were great comedians who just unfortunately had to go through some bad writing, which is why the show didn't work out as well. Because those car- those guys are fucking hilarious. They are. Absolutely, they are. Um, and they really get a chance to shine. Uh, and Tudic, I don't know if you've ever like looked at his IMDB page. It is miles long. Oh, yeah. He's incredible. He's in, he's in everything. Like... He's you. He's in stuff you were like, how the hell are you just in this? He's the chicken in... Uh, uh, exactly. He's the chicken in... Uh, he's Hey Hey or whatever. Yeah. Uh, in Moana. Moana. Let me tell you a fun Alan Tudyk story. I was at a convention a couple years ago. Uh, it was a while ago, actually, at this point. I think it was my honeymoon. Uh, Alan Tudyk is uh, on a Firefly panel. It's him, uh, Marina, Summer Glau, all them. And... Uh, it's right after the movie 42 comes out and mm-hmm. Wreck-It Ralph has come out and he's King Candy and Wreck-It Ralph and yep. he is the Phillies manager, a, uh, a very racist, angry individual in the yep. movie 42. And someone's like, can you say any of your lines from 42 as King Candy? And he's like, oh, wow, I don't think I'm allowed to say any of those lines in front of children. <laughs> oh, wait, I have one. <laughs> and he's like, Jackie, whose wife are you going to crawl on after the game, the Jackie? <laughs> He does it in a, in a much better King Candy voice because he is fucking King Candy. Right. And uh, it, I, I cried. I was laughing so hard because I had seen both Wreck-It Ralph and, and 40. 42. So I was like, oh, my God. Uh, so Alan Tudyk is just a real treat. And his Joker is really fun. And uh, Ron I didn't Fun- realize he's Joker in that. Yep. And Ron Funches is playing King Shark. And he is awesome. And incredible. didn't you say he's like a super nerd? Yeah, he's like super nerdy King Shark, <laughs> which is amazing. He's like the IT guy. Yeah. It is fantabulous. I've never like, quote Birds of Prey. I've, ne- I've never, I've never uh, seen King Shark as the, the as the I- tech guy. Yeah, as the tech guy in any iteration of, of King Shark that I've read, and that that sounds incredible. Oh, it's a treat, man. Clayface is an idiot. Doctor Psycho is just a sexist. <laughs> Oh, my God. It has so many great jokes. Like, at one point, Poison Ivy gets really big in this last episode, or the second to last episode, the penultimate episode, and Dr. Psycho runs up to her with, like, 30 bucks, and he's like, I'll give you 30 bucks to put me in your pocket, because he's married to, like, Argantua or something, who divorces his ass. (laughs) And she's like, what? I have a type. It's so good, man. It is just such a treat. So I highly recommend uh, if you don't, if you can get past, like I said, there's a lot of swearing. So if you get past it, man, Harley Quinn on DC, the uh, the cartoon on the DC Universe app, it is so good. It is worth the, uh, the like six or seven bucks a month that you're paying for the uh, DC Universe. Yeah. So I I loved it, man. I love it. Uh, and that's uh, that's what I think I got spoiler wise, man. You got anything uh, spoiler wise? Uh, not really, because most of my spoiler stuff I talked about last week. It was you know. Lock and Key, it was uh, October Faction. I did start watching The Witcher a little bit. Like, I, I Toss haven't... a coin to your Witcher. Yep. 
I've gotten through the first two episodes and it's just because I haven't had time to sit down and watch more. That's fine. It gets better from there. Yeah. Uh, the second episode's much better than the first and then the rest of it, I think get way better than that. Yeah. But, uh, so you... Honestly, I en- I enjoyed the first a little bit. Um, the- I didn't even mind the stuff with Yennefer that much. In the second? In the second episode. Uh, man, like I said, I just, I didn't dig the Yennefer stuff and like I, like I said before, I felt and, I, the- and that's what, I, what I'm saying. Like, I didn't mind that stuff. It just... Most of my spoiler stuff I've already talked about uh, for the last week or so, so I'm just I'm just not going into it again. That's yeah, all. We'll dive into some stuff. I mean, in the next week I will be uh, I'll probably dive into more some more Haikia. Yeah, and I'll definitely I might actually, do. Uh, I might actually have to dive into that with you because that and Bofuri, those those are the. Ones man, I don't even know if I'm saying that one right. By the way, they don't ever say it. It's just Bofuri, Bofuri, Bofuri. I don't know, man. Bofuri. So let's see. Uh... God, like, God, we're an hour and something into this. We got to get going. Holy yeah. crudies. Uh All right, let's do uh, let's do a quick news roundup. Well, before we do news, are we doing Artist of the Week this week? Uh, do you actually know Artist of the Week this week? I did. I looked him up. All right, man. Artist of the Week this week is Ian, Ian O'Toole. O'Toole. He is a board game uh, artist a lot. He does mm-hmm. other art, obviously, because all artists do. Uh, but he's a big board game artist. Uh, Ian O'Toole came onto my radar because BGG, that's Board Game Geek, for uh, all of those not in the know, has a art series where they do, um, where they'll do. Oh, obviously we're out of the uh, spoiler section, guys. Yeah. I wish I'd have noticed where that started so I could actually appropriately do this, but now I'm gonna have to research it myself. Uh, but yeah, so BGG has an art series where they'll take like board games and they'll do like really cool stylized posters for them. So uh, Ian O'Toole came onto my uh, mindset because he had he did the Mysterium poster, which is. Phenomenal. Did you see that one? I did. Oh man, it's just just awesome house, and it's like this these, hand oh, it looks up. so it's good. Incredible. It's very it's very reminiscent of like those old seventies eighties like painted kind of like movie posters, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of his art's very similar and reminiscent to that. Um, I want to say he did the Nemo's War art, which is something I really dig. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but he's done a lot of really good board game art. So I would recommend, uh, just in the uh, essence of time, that uh, if you guys are looking for a really cool artist to kind of check out, or you're looking for like, you know, someone that's doing a really good job for the graphics of board games, Eno Tool is a high recommendation. I was looking through some of his stuff because I I looked him up for the show. It's it's absolutely incredible. Uh, the 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 Mysterium poster. I was like, man, I could I could see putting that up in a game room somewhere. Yeah, I um, I actually I uh, if it wasn't sold out, I would have bought that because I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. So I, uh, I always hope it'll restock. I have a restock alert if it ever does, because I would really enjoy that down here in the game room. Absolutely. Because I think that'd be freaking sweet. So I'd definitely check out Ian O'Toole, man. He's doing amazing board game art. Uh, he's doing amazing things. And he's also uh, into the secret cabal. So I like that. It's another po- It's a board game podcast, which if you don't listen to and you like board games, I highly recommend. It's a great uh, bi-weekly podcast about board games. Uh, they come out every week because they also talk about uh, uh, RPGs every other week. Okay. So it's board games, RPG, board games, RPG. So... Little secret cabal plug for anyone that's into uh, board games right there as well. So cool. Ian O'Toole and the Secret Cabal. Fun, fun, fun. He's not affiliated. He just likes the Secret Cabal, so yeah. they always talk about him on there. <laughs> um, cool. And then uh, dive in the news. News. News do, dive. Do, 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 do. News. All right, guys. Uh, so let's see. I don't think we need to really dig deep on these, but who knows what we'll dig deep yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing us. Uh, the first article I have uh, talks about The Witcher. Witcher. So, yeah, uh, The Witcher Falls. It is not the most sought-after uh, show in the world right now. No, but sci-fi is definitely so sought-after. Yeah, so the article that uh, you guys should be able to find in our show notes is all about how sci-fi is huge. Sci-fi, fantasy, like, people have realized how important it is. 
And by that, I mean, so the biggest shows right now are Mandalorian, mm-hmm. Stranger Things, and Witcher. And so Witcher was at the top, and he's dropped off a little bit. Um, and then, you know, Mandalorian's back on top. So it talks about how Disney Plus is like, oh, we're going to get like a Mandalorian 2 and a Andrean, uh, Cass, you know, a Cassian show. Maybe it'll be one if they ever figure it out with Ian McGregor, who can redeem himself from Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Um, they say he's fine in Birds of Prey, for the record. But... You know, uh, Amazon, they realized, oh, God, like, we picked up The Expanse, and we might need some more sci-fi shows. But they've got, like, I think between Disney, Hulu, Amazon, um, all of those, they've got, like, 20-ish sci-fi shows in development. And it talks about how people are digging sci-fi, and people want these sci-fi fantasy shows. It's definitely been a resurgence in the last year or so. It's a genre that people want. Yeah. Because, like, sci-fi fantasy is just, it's something that people love. And I think it's because of the escapism. So while these, uh, like, Amazon's got Expanse, they've got Carnival Row, they've got uh, The Boys, uh, I know Lord of the Rings is coming, you know, Disney's got Critical the Star Wars, Wars. Critical Roles got their thing coming. The yeah. But it's like all these shows are happening on other channels. Uh, Netflix has, like, 41 sci-fi fantasy shows in development right mm-hmm. now. So the entire, like, the, the shtick and the idea behind it is that people are searching out these things because that's what they want. There was a definite lack for the sci-fi fantasy crowd for a little bit. And you know what was interesting was a lot of the old sci-fi shows were popping up on Amazon Prime recently. I was watching like Warehouse 13 and stuff like that. And I think when they saw these these shows popping up and I think they were getting popular when they were popping up, people were going, you know, maybe we should make more. Eureka, Warehouse 13. I watched both of those in the last year because they popped up on Amazon Prime. And those were great shows. And I think, I mean, seeing the fact that, like, Fox is like, maybe we should reinvestigate a Firefly show. Maybe we should redo Star Trek. We should reinvestigate. Yeah, well, CBS has, you know, we've got Star Trek Discovery and we've got Picard that just came back. So I think it's the fact that it's noticed that sci fi, not only has there been a definite lack of it, but there is a huge demand for sci-fi. Right. Uh, personally, I've always said I love sci-fi and I love fantasy. I know they get lumped together a lot. But they're two very obviously distinct things. They are. You have high fantasy and you have sci-fi. I've always felt that I can get my fantasy itch scratched very easily. Yep. Um, I can read a. I can find a great fantasy book to read. I can find a decent fantasy game to play. I can find fantasy very easily in my life. Sci-fi is my favorite fucking genre. And, and you have to dig for sci-fi. Yeah, it's really hard. It's like, not it's not impossible. None but, in the least. But you do you definitely have to dig for sci-fi. Uh I find that Al Noah Zeros and Starship Troopers, uh the book, not the movie. I do really like the movie and I love the comedy satire nature of the movie for the record. Mm-hmm. But here I'm talking like the pure sci-fi of the book. Like, what gave us Space Marines was Starship Troopers, the original right. mobile infantry idea. And, you know, it's, I, you gotta dig for that. It's hard to find good sci-fi, and it's so disappointing. I believe I've talked about it before in the show. I believe you have. Like, it's, it's, I mean, it's true, but with this resurgence, I think we're gonna start seeing resurgence in the books. We're gonna start seeing, seeing some some new sci-fi games. Like, we, we've played that that uh, Starship Samurai's before, mm-hmm. and that's that's a good sci-fi game. Yeah, but... give me a good mecha space game. Um, well, the thing is, like, The Expanse. It got canceled on regular TV, but then uh, Amazon's like, oh, we should pick up Expanse. So Expanse gets to keep going, which, you know, it's a great sci-fi show. Uh, I mean, Battlestar Galactica, you know, it's a show they're talking like, maybe we'll bring it back, maybe we won't. I don't know. But it's like, there's... I mean, there's all kinds of sci- like fantasy in their development, but it's like sci-fi is just, that's where my heart is. 
Like for me, something I would love, which will never happen because it is just not the right era, nor will it ever maybe be the right era, is like I've always been like, oh my God, I'd love to stand on the bridge of a starship. Yeah. Like it'd be amazing. That's never going to happen. Like maybe if I get lucky, I get to act or maybe I'll go somewhere where they have like the bridge of like the Starship Enterprise or something. But the odds of me getting to be on a bridge of a starship are pretty slim. Which, yeah, it's okay. I, I've accepted it. You know, we can, we all have dreams that are impossible, right? That's what makes it fun. Some people want to fly. You. Other people want to be a millionaire. I some people, I want to, I just want to watch a Thunderbolts movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people want Thunderbolts. I want to stand on the bridge of an, uh, of a starship. Right. So, I, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to find something think, one day that'll... I think, too, I think we're going to see a little bit of sci-fi with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, I don't know, man. Because those are, those are two of the characters that could branch into the sci-fi. I think they're going to stick with potentially like the political thriller kind of idea because I think Zemo is going to be a big character for them. And I think it's going to be more of that political secret agent, like spy thriller. And I think that's what we're going to see a lot of, especially if you're going to bring back, they're going to bring in a new uh, Captain America. Like it's going to be, you know, like what Patriot or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're going to bring in some random like Captain America knockoff. Well, and, it, and Sam, Sam Wilson at this point is supposed to be the Captain America Falcon. Yeah, so it's like, well, like, is that what we're going to get? Because it is called Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I don't know. Is he going to like work on taking on that mantle? I don't know, either man. Way, we don't really know much. Either way. We know he's practicing throw because we saw the Super Bowl commercial where he's like the shield yeah. stuck in a tree. But yeah, so it's like, I think it's going to keep that kind of like political spy thriller. Like, I think we're going to see a lot more like uh, Atomic Blonde than we're going to see like, I don't know, The Expanse or like right. Exo Squad or something like that. Yeah, I can I can understand that too, but I I think those are two characters like Winter Soldier. You could do Falcon. You could kind of do. You could throw them into the the sci-fi genre and be like. I mean, I think you got a better chance seeing Black Panther become a sci-fi show than anything. Actually, that's very true. Um, you know, it's like I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see on that one. But yeah, so it's like sci-fi, man. There's hopefully there's hopefully a sci-fi resurgence, and if that's the case, I mean, I really hope there's a new sci uh, Stargate supposedly going to get rebooted, which I'd really enjoy. Things like that. Like, I, I love more sci-fi. Like, sure. the more sci-fi, the better, in my opinion. And the more good sci-fi. Because it's hard to find. So it's just, it's a, it's because, a shame. And, and the problem with a lot of sci-fi is it very quickly becomes outdated. Ah, uh, some does, obviously. It be, it, because, you know, a, a sci-fi, sci if it's not very good, it be, ends up becoming a very B-list movie or show that you see on, like, on, on a mystery science theater type of thing. No, you're definitely right about that. I'll give you that. You're, you're either very good or very bad at sci-fi. There's not much in between. No, I mean, I feel like, yeah, definitely. Like, it's, it either works or it doesn't. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see, man. I'm really hoping uh, I'm really hoping for a sci-fi resurgence. I hope this is very, uh, very correct about sci-fi really coming out. And uh, I hope it's going to be swinging for the fences. I hope that the 2020s are a uh, decade of sci-fi. Yeah. At this, at this point, uh, throw anything on the wall, see what sticks. Yeah. Well, I'm good down stuff. for it. Give me mechs. Give me more mech sci-fi. That's what I need. That's what I like. Uh, let's see. I got a oh a new Khaleesi in town. Yeah, this was kind of cool. See uh, this Dragon Empress Barbie. That was actually pretty awesome. I think it looks really cool. Uh, so you'll see. You can find pictures of her online. Uh, Mattel's coming out with a uh, looks like it's gonna be a new uh, adult collector's version. Not like creepy adult, like erotic adult. <laughs> But it's going to be like that, just kind of like adult action figure doll market. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to have like that. You're going to have like uh, like a Muse Barbie, one. Unicorn Barbie. So Dragon Empress Barbie, I think, looks really sweet. If you're a Game of Thrones fan who's really into Daenerys, or if you just, you know, you're looking for something where Dragon Empress would, uh, you know, kind of flick that bean for you, I would highly recommend checking out the picture of it. Dra Dragon Empress Barbie, though, the, the and the, the sculpt on this, the, the, the 
looks incredible. Because it doesn't look like it, they just threw some cloth on her. Nah, it, man. It looks incredible with the, the sculpt on the clothes. I mean, it looks like an old, like, Voltron, like, Power Ranger bad guy. Yeah. So it looks really fun. I, I definitely would check it out if you guys are interested. Uh, let's see. By the Power of Grayskull, By Netflix the Masters of, of the Universe, Revelations, Revolutions, whatever the hell they're calling it. Uh, they announced the cast list, uh, or at least an initial cast list. Yeah. Um, it's headed by Mark Hamill, Skeletor, Lena Headey. It's going to be a great cast. Sure. Absolutely. So, that's the one that uh, Kevin Smith is actually, uh, he's show running. So it's him, Mark Bernardin, uh, some people who worked on Magic the Gathering, which is a Russo Brother Netflix show, which I think will be premiering this year, maybe next. So uh, it's coming along, man. Netflix is, uh, they're getting Netflix the power of Grayskull. Netflix is really of fantasy. digging in to their, their original stuff anymore. They are really, really digging in now. Yeah, well, uh, what is it? Hasbro, they're really excited. They want this to be a continue. It is going to be a continuation of the original He-Man. Yep. There is a new He-Man series in development, and this is going to be a continuation of the original. So there's like two He-Man projects right now working simultaneously. Uh, this one is going to, like, it's supposed to end with the original story is, which I remember watching He-Man. I never really felt like there was a story to the original. I thought it was just a monster of the week. Yeah, I always felt like that, too. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what Kevin Smith and team come up with. I am excited to see it, though. And it's being animated by uh, Powerhouse, which gave us uh, Castlevania, which uh, Castlevania gave us the uh, amazing Pup Nomancer. Yes, it did. So uh, I'm very excited about that. I found a pop today uh, when I was at Books A Million. And it was the uh, the black fangs from uh, Castlevania, and it made me <laughs> smile because I remember the Puff No Mancer. <laughs> I love it. I'll take it. Oh man, that was that's one of my favorite stupid conversations. Yeah. I wish we could get Sarge back on this sometimes, yeah, so. just for that. The Puff No Mancer. Puff No Mancer. Uh, Halo's getting nerfed. That's, that's unfortunate. It, yeah. No, it's actually super awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, they're making uh, nerf Halo weapons. Uh, there was a battle rifle, a needler, and I think a spanker. Yeah. So it looks pretty sweet. The battle rifle and the needler look like they're going to be awesome. Now, uh, you had a ner uh, nerf needler. It was not a nerf needler. It was, I don't remember. Oh, uh, it wasn't a nerf. It wasn't nerf. It was plastic darts. Okay. Uh, you can go back, Commandos. Uh, again, this is probably four years ago. I was at, this is back when Toys R Us existed. Yep. Or when the original Toys R Us existed, because they're kind of back. Whatever. Uh, but if you go back a couple years, Commandos, uh, I did a review of a Needler. It was sweet. It glows. I still have it. Um, I don't know if I have many of the needles left for it because, uh, I, I mean, I've moved and Parker really likes to play with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it was really, it was a fun toy. Uh, yeah, it looked really cool. But this one's going to be a Nerf Needler. So I don't know how well that's going to work, if it's going to be like cartridge based, if you're going to be able to stick needles in the top of it or not, if it's going to glow. Uh, the battle rifle looks super awesome, so I'm really excited for that. They're going to run for about six, 50 to 60 bucks a pop. Um, I feel like I'm probably going to buy at least a couple because, I mean, they're Halo weapons, man. I love yeah. Halo. And, I mean, you get to be like, Halo got nerfed. Ah, they're nerfing the battle rifle. They're nerfing the Needler. <laughs> Things like this. So that I think that'll be a, uh, I think that'll be a real pleasure to say. It's going to be a real treat. Sure. Sure, so, sure, sure. I mean, Halo weapons, man. That's I'm, No, I'm all for it. That it takes me back amazing. in the day. I remember, okay, I re actually, I remember doing the Needler review because I did that review, and then, like, the, ne the next night, you bought a uh, Nerf gun because you were scared you were going to come home and I was going to attack you. <laughs> and and we ended up doing a uh, Castle Cup Challenge shortly thereafter. Yeah, man. Oh, God, that was fun. That was stupid fun. We, we need to do that again sometime. We should, man. God, I get drunk and do that again. Fuck, yeah. Sorry, uh, Commandos. That, that one slipped. Sorry, Commandos. Yeah, that's okay. It happens. I'm, we're trying to be better about that. We are. Well, we've dropped a couple F-bombs. We've been better. We have been better. Uh, let's see. Dream Awaken. How exciting. This is um, this is cool. Uh, Netflix, again, Netflix is uh, putting together a Sandman show. 
and they've put out a Mr. casting Sandman. breakdown. Done by Neil Gaiman. They put out casting for uh, for Corinthian and for Dream, for for uh, Morpheus. So that's really exciting. There's not much yet. Yes. It's it, but it's, no, we it's don't have cast or anything. But yeah, it's definitely it's one of those things that it felt like it was in uh, it w- production felt, hell for a while. Yeah, it, it felt like it was in not even production hell, production limbo. For, no, definitely for a couple of years almost. But yeah, it's it's definitely getting there now, and it feels it's awesome just to read that. Hey, we're looking for for people. We're actually trying to get this going. Yeah, so check, man, I'm excited for that. We'll definitely have to check more of that out, obviously, as it comes out, as more of it comes out over time. Sure, but sure, we'll sure, check sure. in with that because I'm uh, I'm excited, man. Sandman's really cool. Sandman's fun. one of my favorite stories I've ever read that I don't actually own. But it's... fun story about Sandman, actually. Uh-huh. I'm just full of random fun little facts. Uh, George R. R. Martin, um, Game of Thrones. George R. R. Martin. If you're uh, not familiar with uh, with his body of work, um, he is more known, obviously, for Game of Thrones. Uh, he and a bunch of author friends uh, wrote a book series called Wild Cards, mm-hmm. which I'm a big fan of. Uh, it's a kind of an alternate reality. What if uh, superpowers happen? Like right after World War II, aliens come and there's a bunch of superpowers. And uh, you either get cool powers where you can become an ace where you're at least normal. Maybe you can do something kind of lame like, you know, I can kind of have some telekinesis to move a cup across the table. Maybe you become really frickin' cool and, like, you know, you're super strong and you can, like, uh, I don't know, not take any damage. Uh, or you become a Joker where you have a power but you're disfigured. Sometimes you get a Joker ace, like, there's a character named Peregrine who uh, she gets, uh, like, think like Angel from X-Men. She gets, you know, bird wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's able, people are like, oh, that's super cool. So technically she's a Joker, but she's an ace because people are like, oh, no, that's fine. Uh, you know, things like that. And it's this alternate reality. It's really cool. For some reason, Frank Zappa is a military general in it. He's like, randomly, they're like, Commander Zappa. And he's like, ah, oh, yes, we should do this with our forces. Just go weird. with it. Uh, it's, it's a weird right. alternate reality. It's really good, though. So I bring it up because, <laughs> talking about it, uh, Neil Gaiman apparently was a big uh, was a big Wild Cards fan. And the rumor and the story behind Sandman goes, hey... He wrote George and he said, hey, George, I have an idea for an ace character who like goes into people's dreams and like goes across this like dreamscape. And George was like, that's really cool. I don't know if it's going to fit here. Like, I don't know about this. And so Gaiman ends up going off to like DC and he pitches it and they're like, oh, that's really cool. Why don't you write this comic for Vertigo? It's a Vertigo book, right? Yes. Yeah, because it was uh, Vertigo was really headlined by that and Fables. And it was it was a Vertigo under DC, I believe. Yeah, well, that's what yeah, I mean because it was yeah. uh, it was them and uh, it was that it was Vertigo. It was that and Fables, I think, were the two. I know Vertigo had other titles, but I think those were the two that really headlined yeah. and like really like if you think about the the that line, that's what you really think of. And uh, yeah, so that ended up uh, so Sandman almost. I mean, if George R. R. Martin would have been like, "Oh, that's really cool. You should definitely write that for our for our story for what's happening." Sandman could have uh, been in Wild Cards and uh, potentially lost a time instead of where it is now, because Wild Cards is another one that's in production hell. Because I got picked up by uh, Sci-Fi Channel actually. Go back to them uh, years ago, 2012. I want to say they got picked up. Wow. And uh, I've, they obviously haven't made a TV show about it yet, nope. so it's unfortunate. It would be a good show, I think. Uh, if uh, someone could crack that code, because it's a good anthology series. You could have a different episode about different things. Uh, you know, each uh, the way they did it was two books would be full of anthology stories. So it'd be like, all right, we're gonna have a turtle story, which was one of the he was an ace hero. You're gonna have this, uh, you know, this 
what is it, Forchano, like Dr. Tachyon, things like that. You're going to have these stories. And then the last book would be, instead of being told from that perspective, would be more like third person. And it would be one overarching story. So it would be like the first two books would kind of tell this beginning story. Or it would just be like what's happening in the world. And then the third book would tie in everything that happened in the first two books. And be like, oh, like maybe they're fighting gang members or they're doing this and that. And then the third book would be like, oh my god, the gang is actually this underground cult. Snake god thing. I don't know. It was fun. Sounds so like it was it. really cool. That was how they did it for a while. And it worked out really well. And the characters would like intersperse throughout each other's stories and shit. And then, like I said, the third book would be like, oh, they're going to introduce this crazy thing. Like the one was like, it was good. It was really good. I really liked at least the first like 12 books. Maybe it was 12. I don't know. It got really weird. It got to the point where it's going to get a little graphic here, Commando. So I apologize. But, and this is going to where your brain's going to hurt. So it got to the point where Dr. Tachyon, and this is a spoiler for it. So just be prepared. Spoiler for Wild Guards. You're going to want to come back in like a minute. Uh, Dr. Tachyon has a grandson who ends up getting in with these weird gang called the Jumpers who are able to like trade minds and bodies. And they put Tachyon in a girl's body and his grandson rapes him and impregnates him. And then he fucking nuts as shit, dude. Yeah. And that's where I kind of stopped reading it because I was like, wow, it was like Melissa Snodgrass wrote it. And I was like, all right, George, you got to take away her writing. <laughs> She's not allowed to write anymore. And she just kept going and going and going. And I was like, please stop. Please. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So I kind of quit reading the books at that point because I was right. like, I don't like these. Me no likey. Me no likey at all. I've seen wild card um, graphic novels. Is this Was this a natural uh, They've novel done series? comics as well. Uh, Marvel, I think, might have published the wild cards. It might have been under... Oh, God. Uh, what was Marvel's adult line? Was it uh, Icon or something like that? Something like something that. Something like that. I think it might have been published by Marvel, though. But yeah, you can find uh, you can find Wild Cards as a graphic novel and Wild Cards as a uh, comic book. So I would recommend it. I definitely recommend the first couple arcs because I really enjoyed them. They were they were fun as shit. So and that's a TV show that unfortunately it uh, just has never got really panned out yet. So I hope one day it does. Maybe. We'll see. Very possible. Uh, so yeah, so there's a stupid tidbit on the on that. Let's see. Uh, our final one, man. We got uh, Avengers D&D sessions. Possible. Maybe. Uh, uh, apparently, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland have mentioned, after working on Onward, have mentioned that they would be willing to do and want to do a D&D session with the Avengers, with different Marvel castmates, which would be fantastic. And there's a couple of different ways you could go about doing this. You could have them be their characters in the Marvel Universe, have a Marvel Universe um maybe one shot or overarching, you know, session. And I would love to see this. I I would love to see it played out uh, you know, just them acting as their characters in the Marvel universe, doing even more crazy shit because they're rolling dice to do it. Um, but you could also have it where somehow you get the, you get the, the, uh, Marvel characters. And I, I, I want them to play. I want Tom Holland to play Spider-Man. I want, Chris Pratt to play Star-Lord. I want Chris Evans to jump in as Captain America. Throw them into a D&D style world where somehow they've gone through the multiverse or through time mm -hmm. or something and and ended up in these, you know, in, in the far realms or something like that. It, it, I think that would be just as good as watching them play a Marvel in New York. I guess. I mean, I didn't read the article as hardcore as I should have. Um, so I apologize here. I had the impression it was going to be actual like D&D. Well, it, it's what they and it's that's the other thing is like they, they would be they would want to run a D&D session. But there was also talk of like they could run as their characters. They could run as their characters in a D&D &D setting. They could run 
different characters in the Marvel setting. So it just it just kind of depends on where they would want to go with it. They did say they wouldn't want to live stream it, but I could see them filming that and for like a YouTube or something and, and doing something great with it. Because I think it would be hilarious and I think it would be amazing to watch and listen to. I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. So I've checked it out. I mean, if you're just telling me you're getting the Avenger guys together, I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, let's watch let's it. You know? Let's see what Scarlett Johansson comes out with. It comes out with that weird uh, headcanon that was like uh, the Avengers are actually role playing the Guardians of the Galaxy. I like it. <laughs> like Mark Ruffalo can't be busy, can't be bothered. So he's going to be Groot. Groot. And we're gonna... Every time they ask him something, I am Groot. <laughs> Good times, man. I'd watch it. I'd give it a shot. Yeah. So we'll see. It, I... it, it would be something. If it developed, and I this is why it says possible, but if it developed, I would be all for just sitting down, even if it was just a one shot, just sitting down, listening to them, having a good time, playing some D and D. And I wonder if, uh, I, I wonder if this, I, I don't think it's like this in general, man. What if it's just like some crazy idea where they're like, hey man, let's um, let's pitch this into idea, and then see if we can get a bunch of money to do it. You know, because I mean, people would be like, I'll pay. Yeah, I mean, Critical Role's done well. Maybe uh, Disney Plus goes, yeah, let's film that. You can put that on. I don't know. So that it And, and at that point, you could kind of have everybody jump in as their character to do something, and you could have, like, a main couple of guys for doing stuff. I'd give it a shot. I wonder if you would do, like, a four-person team. Like, every week, you'd have, like, I don't know, Chris Pratt's the, the uh, DM or something. Yeah. That it would trade between like Chris Pratt and like I don't know Tom Vin Holland. Diesel. I know. Would you bring those characters in? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess you'd bring. I guess you'd want to bring mean, Vin Diesel in. He's a big player, so he's a huge player. So Vin, he'd be a good if choice. Nothing else. Vin Diesel would probably be a decent DM to start. I feel like though you'd want to have like Chris Pratt or Tom Holland like trade off on the DM. Like it'd be. Ho- I don't know, man. Maybe they're host. I don't really know how you. Well, do they it. they they both said they've never played. So I don't know if you'd want them to DM. So I guess yeah, first. you got to bring Vin Diesel in. I mean, he's the only one I could imagine you'd bring in. I don't know. Or bring, uh, I don't know, Matt Mercer randomly fucking walks in. I don't know. Yeah, that would be that would All be right, awesome. Guys. But... Hey, Critters, I mean, Marvelites, how you doing? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I'd give it a shot. I uh, Like I said, I've tried Critical Role, and I'm not the biggest fan of watching other people play D&D. So I, I don't know if I'd be as, I, I don't know if I'd be as, like, a, I, I don't know if I'd be into it as much. Like, I'd give it a shot. But I don't feel like it'd be like, oh, look at, uh, this is Robert Downey playing D&D. I also feel like you, you would give the Critical Role TV show that's coming a shot because it's an animated. Yeah, well, I'm going to give that a shot because it's not going to be people playing D&D. It's going to be like, st- it's going to be those stories like animated. Right. And so like Dragon, like I've talked long about Dragonlance being one of my favorite book series growing up and how that was kind of like my introduction to like. The side, not the side, but the uh, the the sword and sorcery world is what sure, I'm looking for. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I mean, that was the indie campaigns. That was, uh, you know, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. That was their like TSR D and D campaigns because they were the ones that were like really behind coming up with this like module, the Crin modules, and they were coming up with these characters and these NPCs, and they were coming up with these like like these were the player characters. You know, they were like, all right, cool, Tannis is one of us. You know, Tannis and Tasselhoff and like you know. Like, you know, they were all like these, the, the player characters. So it's like these were their D&D adventures that they were publishing. So, of course, I'll read the shit out of that because like the, there was a there's a great joke that's like, oh, I'm uh, I'm going to tell my players that we're playing. Uh, we're playing D&D and uh, I'm going to read Dragonlance and every now and then I'm going to tell them to roll the dice. <laughs> and like, that's the joke. <laughs> like, I'm going to give them pre-gen characters. And I'm just going to tell them to re- I'm just going to read D&D behind the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like ah oh, yes you come on a, a dusty because the very beginning the very beginning of Dragonlance is Tannis 
I think it's Tana, Sturm, and uh, Tasselhoff meeting up uh, Flint, too. I think Flint's there. So I think it's Tannis, Flint, and Tasselhoff meeting after a long time away. It's like five years. You know, they've been sent to travel and gather information on the growing darkness. And then they, they arrive on a dusty road outside of Solace. And what happens on this dusty road outside of Solace when all three friends reunite for the first time in five years? Oh, they're attacked by goblins. Of course. And they have to attack the goblins. And then they talk about their adventures. And you reintroduce yourself to these heroes because these heroes didn't exist before this. But that's that's the hook. That's the adventure hook. Right. And then they meet up with their other friends who have been in the town. And, you know, where have you been, friends? And that's, and that's the game. Like, that's the beginning of Dragonlance. And so it's like, that was just their, that's just their thing. Like, you're like, oh, this is happening. But, you know, it's, it just works so well. So I may not want to watch other people play D&D or listen to other people play D&D, but I'll sure the shit read about it. So sure. uh, I'll happily watch the, uh, the animated version well, of their adventures. And, and here's another, another show you might enjoy. It's um, the YouTuber is called Dingo Doodles, and she does she does animated cartoons of her D and D sessions, and like at one point she literally talks about how her character has to roll, and roll because it's a, a wild magic sorcerer, so it has to roll, rolls the uh, you know until and she explains a little bit about what happens. She's like twelve episodes in or something like that, but it's 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 a cute little she puts about one a month maybe i might give it a shot is this is she playing D in this where she's like all right now we're gonna roll and do this or is it just it's D&D the retelling happens? it's the retelling of her D games maybe I'll, okay i might give it a shot i'll look it up but it, look she, it up. she 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 does say like i've started kind of in the middle of our our story so there's a lot that has happened i'm skipping over a lot but there's some interesting stuff going on, and it's a really interesting homebrew storyline. I might give it a shot. Jesus, we've been doing this for an hour and 40 minutes almost. Yes, we have. Oh, my gosh. Golly willikers. So, um, that's the news. That's, that's the That's everything. News. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like we've discussed a lot, so we can save our discussion for next week. We, we really could. So, we can do that. That's for sure. Because, uh, I mean, we're an hour forward. I don't, know be, I don't know if this has become our first, like, two-hour podcast. I think we've done two hours before. I don't think we've hit two yet. I think we we've have. We've been under two. I mean, we can go back and look right now, but I don't think we've hit two yet. Um, regardless, I don't feel like going, like, this being the two-hour podcast. No. So, uh, all right, man. Do you have any uh, any final thoughts or anything? Uh, a lot of great stuff out there. Let us know what you find incredible. Let us know so that maybe we can find it incredible as well. Um, I know our friends just shared with us, uh, was it night? The night. The night. And it like, I'm going to look at more of that stuff. Cause that was kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. So I really enjoyed it. I always enjoy being shown new things to, to be, to see. So if you guys are listening, you you have something that you really enjoy and you've never heard us talk about it. It's probably cause we don't know about it. Let us know about it. Yeah. It's called the night. It's by uh, Daria Cohen. Cohen. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I did too. Kind of, kind of reminded me of like a, uh, uh, I don't know, man, like a, a saturated like Billy and Mandy kind yeah. of thing, like a grown up. I don't know, a grown up version, maybe. I don't know. I don't really know how to describe, it, but it was fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, Gabe and Amy just introduced us to that, so I'm gonna check out some more of those. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, keep being awesome. Uh, we got some stuff coming up this week. Well, I got some stuff. Unfortunately, you're at work. Yeah, she's calling dead tomorrow. I wish. You can go escape room and uh, axe throwing with us. That's that what I'm be, doing. That would be incredible. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Birthday That's weekend, right. man. I feel I do feel speaking bad. Of, speaking of birthday weekend, how was your, your, your birthday? I, I know you spent, you, you. I think you went out with the Noel and Parker, right? 
Yeah, uh, my birthday was pretty fun. Um, I traditionally take my cat to the vet on my birthday. I was unable to do that this year because it uh, my vet's at a conference. Oh. So I went to the BMV, got my license. Uh, not my license, I got my tags done, so that's boring. Went to the dentist uh, and had a canine worked on. That That, that sucked. Um, they numbed me up so much because I guess the root's so big in that tooth that I literally, I couldn't feel my eye. It felt weird to blink. Like, the upper left, like, quad of my quadrant of my face was numb like in all seriousness like it was numb up to like just like the eyebrow wow. it felt so weird to blink and i've never i've had a lot of dental work i've never had that they were like listen we got to give you a lot of anesthetic for where this tooth is and i'm like you don't really have to give me a lot of anesthetic i mean you only have to give me a lot of anesthetic if you really don't want me to feel it because anesthetic doesn't work for me usually right like i have a very high drug tolerance for some reason <laughs> That's probably because I eat like ibuprofen and Advil like they're candy. So like my drug tolerance is just super high. I don't know. But yeah, they uh, they really numbed me up for this one, which yeah. I'm like, Jesus, how much work? Did you? And it wasn't even a cavity. It was like more a potential could be a cavity. Like they didn't even have to drill that deep. So I'm like, God, how fucking much would you have to give me if this would have been like a problem? Right. And uh, so that was fun. Um, like I said, in the BMV then I went to lunch with my mom, had a great time. Uh, went out with Noel and Parker for dinner. We had uh, we had fun. We got to stop by the park for a little bit for Parker, so he enjoys that. Uh, had cool. I got some cool presents. Uh, I've got like a hundred bucks to Amazon, so I don't That's know what awesome. I'm going to spend it on yet. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Like now, I'm like I'll spend my money recklessly, but when other people give me a gift like that, like so, I got like two gift cards to Amazon. I'm like, oh god, what do I buy? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you gave me a cool, uh, bombastic Bagman Spider-Man pop, which yes, is pretty nifty. I saw that and I was like, this is a, this is really cool. And then the pins with it. Too. Yeah. You gave me some pins. Um, I'll be honest. I don't really know what I'll do with the pins. I've never been like a pin displayer. Kind of wish I had a cork board or something. Yeah, so I, I didn't know. I didn't know if maybe you'd want to put them on like some new goggles or something for, cause we do the videos. Every yeah, once in a while, it's been a while. Yeah. I, that would be nice. I, that would be fun. So, do something like that. I'm going to put them on Person, my backpack. I, 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 you could do that. I've got one pin that i put on my badge at work because i can't cover it up too much but I, <laughs> I mean i put i put it on like the stna badge and put it off to the side yeah i can't do that i work in food so this is my true. badge uh my badge has to live in my wallet because i can't have any danglers because they don't want that falling into the food that makes sense but uh yeah i might put it on my backpack i don't know I haven't figured it out yet. I, li I like I pins. Just, I have a lot of pins. I, just, I never I, know what to do with them. Th those ones, I was like, oh, these are actually, these are really nice. These are really nice enamel pins. And they weren't just like four different Spider-Mans. They were like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Green Goblin, and Venom. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I saw, well, I have a corkboard at work, so I can pop the backs off and I can use them on my corkboard at work. Or I saw once somebody, uh, they popped the, uh, the the pricky part off a pin and they uh, they hot glued magnets onto them. Oh, nice. Then you can pop them up on the fridge. So I've thought about that because I have a lot of pins from the different boxes we got from just, you know, not only from the boxes giving you pins, but from like the pins that came in them. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, just, I got a lot of pins for some reason. And again, I'm not a big pin guy. I like, I like, really, I'm not like, fuck your present. No, I'm not a big pin guy. So I, uh, I'm always like, what do I do with these pins? What do I do with these pins? You so, know what? You're going to Gen Con and you can always throw them on your Gen Con badge. Yeah, I could definitely do that. Throw them on, uh, throw them on a badge wallet. Or a lanyard or whatever. Uh, people want to trade them for some reason. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Pin trading, that's a thing. I don't know why. People love it, though. People love it. Our buddy Patches loves it, man. It's big a big fan. thing down in Disney. I know he does. That. Uh, yeah, he does. They do it at Disney. Well, he doesn't do it at Disney. He does it at uh, Penny Arcade. Oh, they got okay. Penny Arcade. That's what they call it, Penny Arcade, for uh, the, the pin trading at Penny Arcade. Okay. Pax. That's awesome. Big fan. Uh, Gen Con just started it last year, or the year before last. 
there's a big pin thing. And then this year they were like, oh, there's more pins. So now people are like, you know, looking for like two years of complete pins. People go ape shit for it. So <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I, I personally never got it. I think pins are nifty. Um, I had an old backpack that had a bunch of pins on it. I used to get a bunch of campaign pins for uh, when I played click games, Mage Knight and Mech Warrior. Um, every time you got any, uh, anytime you got a promo character, they'd come with a pin. And anytime you'd win a campaign night, you would get a pin. And so I won a lot of Mage Knight campaigns. Yeah. Uh, Mech Warrior, I didn't do as hot, but Mage Knight, I was a fucking champ. Yeah. And I got a lot of pins for the Mage Knight campaign nights. So, yeah, I got that. It was cool. Uh, then Noella, she probably stole the show, if I'm being brutally honest. I, I saw what she, she got. Uh, yeah, me. man. Uh, I got the uh, the Miyazaki collection. 11 don't get, films. Don't get me wrong. I, I liked my gifts. I knew I wasn't stealing the show yeah. on that one. Your, your sugar guests were fucking sweet, man. I really enjoyed them. Like I said, Bombastic Bagman, that's such a fun Spider-Man pool. Right. I got to explain it to Noelle. Um, I think there's a video of Parker opening it, which was fun. It is. Uh, no, um, the, the, the video is him opening the, the pins. Was so. he opening the, okay, he opened the yeah. pins. I think we tried the, uh, oh no, I just got pictures of the, uh, Bastic, uh, Bagman. But, uh, yeah, no, I got the, uh, Noel got me the Miyazaki collection. So I was able, uh, I haven't watched it with any of them with her or Park yet, but I'm going to be able to watch, uh, it goes all the way back to everything he's directed. So it's got, uh, Lupin the third from like 1973, oh, really? I think. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Castle of Cagalestro or something like that. Uh, which Lupin the Third's a cool anime. It's an old anime. It's from like the sixties. Uh, I really enjoy Lupin the Third. Um, it's an old anime. I haven't watched it in a very long time. I've seen this movie, God, probably a hundred times though, and I watched the series a bunch of times. It's that old school anime. It's just it's about a master thief and he's got some friends and it's just it's a it's an anti hero kind of anime. It's a really it's a it's a quirky good time. Yeah, I'd recommend if you haven't watched Lupin the Third. I, I haven't. I think I've seen it on Funimation. So. I, I it's one I've wanted to watch before, so I think I'll. Yeah, I would recommend Loop in the Third Man. It's a it's a good time. It's a, if you're into old school anime, I definitely recommend Loop in the Third. Great animation, fun stories, just quirky characters. It's a good time. It uh, and it definitely you'll see a lot of the you'll see ancestry in that. Yeah. Because you'll watch that and you're like, oh, I see anime here. Oh, I see like you'll see things that happen in Loop in that kind of like. I have traversed down the anime lineage. I, I can I can see Naruto. I can see this one. I can I'm just naming ones off the top of my head right now. But. Yeah, because you have Lupin. Uh, from Lupin, I think he goes into Nausicaa, and uh, Nausicaa does so well that Studio Ghibli comes into uh, effect because uh, he did two film. He directed two films before uh, Studio Ghibli comes out. Oh wow! So and then Studio Ghibli comes out, and you get like Castle in the Sky, uh, Totoro. You know, and I'm a bit obviously a Totoro fan. When we did our top movies, Totoro was on that list. So uh, that's still my favorite. Uh, it, and like I said, it's a great, it's a great, great collection. It's got some great stuff that I haven't watched in a long time. Um, it's got stuff Noelle has never seen. Uh, she's never seen uh, Nausicaa. She's never seen Mononoke. Uh, she's never seen Lupin the Third. I don't know if she's going to dig that one as much, but we'll watch it together. Uh, we can rewatch, you know, I can watch Totoro with Parker because now I um you know, it makes me really happy in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish there were uh, there were films that he uh, was just like an EP on that I wish I had still. Like, I'd love a, a you know an extended collection for like the Ghibli stuff because sure. uh, Cat Returns is one of my favorite Ghibli films. You know, I think um, I think there is an extended collection of Ghibli out there that you could you could look for. But what I'm more likely to do is go through and probably just buy those piecemeal uh, because like I'm not going to find a good collection at that point. So I'm very uh, I'm really excited though to watch it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I love Studio Ghibli films. I haven't watched Spirited Away in a very long time. I'm really excited to watch that one. 
Uh, Howl's Moving Castle, I'm super excited to watch. Uh, you know, um, I, I I made the joke, I think, in the video when it, we unwrapped it. I'm like, ah, Ponyo! <laughs> like, that's really the only Miyazaki film that I'm like, Jesus, I don't need any more Ponyo in my life. <laughs> and I think it's just that fucking song, man. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm singing it right. Like, I realized the other day, I think I've been singing it for years. It's like, Ponyo, Ponyo, fishy in the sea. I don't think that's the fucking lyrics. <laughs> Well, for some reason, that's in my head, and that's what I've mocked for Ponyo for years. And I'm not going to Google it here, even though I'll Google anything else. Yeah. But uh, for years, I have mocked that. I mean, it's still like that just bubblegummy, catchy, like... Mm -hmm. I've never seen Ponyo. So. Oh, man, you're not missing out, I don't feel. I, I actually, you got to watch Ponyo once, I think. I have it upstairs. You're more than welcome to watch actually, it. Actually, I have a feeling at some point I will watch it because that is uh, Kayla's oldest daughter. It's her favorite movie of all time. Oh, yeah, so. you're going to have to catch Ponyo. Um, I mean, I'd much rather watch Totoro, but, uh, you know, you can watch Pony. I've seen, I've seen Totoro. I like Totoro. I've seen Totoro many a times and I will watch Totoro many a more times. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward now to the day that I know my son will be able to sit there and watch a movie. We're getting there. We're getting even closer every day. He's just getting into land before time, which is oh. awesome. Do you see they have like a, uh, all 14 movies or something like that for like 35 bucks at Walmart? Yeah, so I went to uh, Books a Million today to try to find it and or try to find a collection. Turns out Books a Million doesn't have fucking DVDs in oh, their no. store anymore, they, which is weird. But no. yeah, why? You, I remember they used to have them in that corner by the bathroom, and they don't I have do. them anymore now. They have calendars there. Yeah, because that's what I need in February of 2020. I need a calendar. No, I would like to buy a DVD. They did not have it, so I will be hitting Walmart up because I want to get that collection. Yep. Um. So I'm uh, I'm gonna Which be you, excited. You may, I may have to borrow that at some point because I loved I loved those movies as a kid. Yeah, it's a little hard to find them on streaming. I was a little surprised. So just like it was hard to find the Studio Ghibli films until uh, HBO Max comes out later, well, uh, you know. But now I have uh, the Miyazaki films at least, so I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, man. So it's it's such a cool collection. It's such a just a beautiful little collection. There's a beautiful little art book in it. And it is such a cool thing to have. So I'll be able to sit down with my family and uh, really, you know, just kind of enjoy those uh, those fun family films. Yeah. Introduce Parker, you know, and, uh, you know, he'll be in kindergarten talking about Totoro and people will be like, what the shit are you talking about, kiddo? Is that the first one you want to introduce him to? Uh, Totoro is my favorite. Like, Totoro is my favorite uh, Miyazaki film. It is my favorite Ghibli film. It is one of my favorite movies. Um, I think, like, of all the things that I really love and, I, you know, that are on my, like, favorite movie list, it's probably one of the safest for him to watch. Right. Because, uh, I mean, you know, I've got stuff like Aliens on there. I've got, you know, like Brotherhood of the Wolf. And, like, like I can't introduce him to those movies for a long time. But Totoro is something that I think we'll be able to sit down and really enjoy. And I think it'll be really soon. Because, I mean, it's just such a fun movie. And it's just such a beautiful little movie. Sure. So sure, I, sure. I, I really think that Totoro will be something that I, I think Park and I will be able to sit down and hopefully watch by the end of the year. I'm really hoping, at least. So by the time he turns three, I'm hoping we've got a well, couple views of Totoro. In. I, I can tell you... Uh, Kayla's youngest is three, and she she can sit down and watch most of the time. She can sit down and watch a whole movie. So and she she loves she loves the Studio Ghibli stuff. Well, I'm I'm her, hoping Park her gets older there. Sister lo loves the old Ghib the Studio Ghibli stuff. So. Hopefully we get there. You know, Park is uh you know he's a little slower in things. He's uh you know it takes him a little bit longer to pick things up. But uh, I do hope uh, hopefully he'll uh, he'll follow in that line. Hopefully his. Uh, He's been doing a lot better. Yes, yeah. So hopefully his, uh, hopefully, sorry guys, I mean, now we're just talking about my fucking kid. And a rambly an hour 50, uh, an hour and 50 minutes in. But, uh, so if you like my kid, you know, stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's had some delays, he's had some issues. Um, nothing bad, nothing serious. 
but hopefully he'll get there by the time he's three. Hopefully, you know, if not, you know, shortly after three, we'll get there. We're really getting sentences. We're really getting things like that. So, and, uh, you know, with that, uh, fucking personal look into, uh, Rooster's life, uh, let's, uh, let's call this one, Commandos. Let's call it. God, uh, as always, if you enjoyed this, please check us out on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube. I know we're not posting a lot there yet, but there are things coming. I have been working on editing a video for a month. Eventually, it's going to get up there, I swear. And I, when we get the time, which isn't often, but when we get the time, we've already talked about doing a couple of other videos together. Some maybe with just me, some with just you. But yeah, we we when we get the time, and that's the problem, we just haven't had yep. the time. Uh, we've got some new ways to record things. Uh, Sarge is potentially free, so we might be able to bring him back into the fold for a few things. I think that the future is always as bright for the commandos. And thank you guys so much for checking this out. If you dig this, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. We especially really appreciate what, it. Especially what we're doing wrong. If you don't like something, let us know, and we can maybe... Maybe tweak that and fix it so that so that you can like us even more. Yeah, and uh, you know the Bone Book Club, it is a coming, kids. It, it truly is, is a coming. Uh, we're probably gonna do that mid March. So I've got my copy. I haven't really, uh, I, I haven't dug dug deep in it. Oh, but, I finished mine. Yeah, well, I mean, like I haven't like let's take notes, let's figure this out, let's talk theme things like that because that's what I really want to do. I want to be able to really go into it for a book club, like you know, Oprah style. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to give this the Crow and Commando seal of approval on it, which I will, of course, because yes. Bone was really good. It uh, makes me want to read more of them. Yep. So thank you guys so much. You know, we uh, we can't do this without you. So uh, We really can't. All right, man. You got anything else? I think I'm good for today. All right, then. For the good of all Cree, good night, Commandos. Good night, Commandos. dig a 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 Hey, Nate. Thank you so much for that awesome intro. And as always, Rooster, Squiggle. please buy new music. See you next week, Commandos.